This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult to own an umbrella? What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for you. So now he's the yawn guy? This is the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Does it classify you as an adult? To own an umbrella. What's the other one you use? Grubhub or something? Grubhub? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not getting it for good. So now he's the yawn guy? This is the BNB Network, and you're listening to the 72nd podcast of Bull Mountain Brothers. What's up, guys? Mm. You know, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot? I like how he said, you know? You know. <laughs> You caught on to that? Yeah, I did. Uh, this is our that. first Lodge Crew. This is a Lodge Crew. Since, is that what we're I think so. Yeah, yeah I think it's way more. Yeah, way more laid back. Um, since um, Chance, what would you classify Nick's podcast as? It was shooting the bull. Was that kind of like a dying series that we created? That we dying had? series. <laughs> I want to do it again. I thought we had I mean, it. Was done. In, it was interesting. I would say. Um, I would. Say, it's pretty crazy that really? camera is magically focusing on its own since since chance you think yeah it's been about two months wow because it's august is it not yeah august August one oh oh you hear that whoa who was that we have a guest today yeah we we have a lot new lodge crew member um it's ryan reynolds yeah (laughs) 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 actually it's uh no i'm not gonna do that to him but we'll talk about that joke later because it's pretty good um this is our first outdoorsman from out of the united states is it though? Because I was just thinking the same uh, yeah. thing. Because what it's about? It's not our first guest from outside. Because I would, I would say that Victoria. I mean, she. she I think she's a citizen now. So okay. Well. I'm, well, are you a U.S.? You're not a U.S. citizen. No, going no. through the paperwork right now. You want to? <laughs> you want to introduce him now that he's on camera? Ramsey, why don't you introduce him for us? All right. Well, this is my good friend, longtime friend, Levi Anderson. Levi, how the hell are you? Good. I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, Levi comes here from Haiti. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he actually traveled here um, by boat with the correct paperwork to get across the border by uh, um, sledding sledding dogs. So yeah. Uh, yeah. that was a that was a hell of a trek for you. It was, yeah, 93 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he is. Um, not actually that far away. He's from Canada. So is that is this your first time ever doing something like this? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Very excited for it. Yeah, it's a new experience. Um, but you'll find out that it's just like talking around the fire. So yeah, well, I'm excited. Um, first first thing here, I wanted to talk about before we dive into some conversation with Levi. Maybe this will include him as well because I think I heard he was there. What did you guys do this weekend? Mm, we uh. We had an interesting, not really interesting. Uh, we just went out and put uh, trail cameras up for the first time of the year, actually. Um, well, I, sh- I would say the, the reason that it's interesting is it's the first time we've ever put cameras up, not necessarily for our own benefit. That's true. I mean, the, explain, the explain outs- yourself, outside benefit on that would be because... <laughs> Ramsey made a wrong switch. <laughs> first one of the night. Everybody drink. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> explain, explain what Ramsey's talking about. Warren the Legend has actually drawn the tag for that area. And it's been a long time coming for him, I feel like. And we, um, you know, Ramsey and I were unsuccessful in it um, and have our endeavors elsewhere. 
Um, so basically it's more or less, you know, like we want to use that property to its best advantages to be able to, um, to harvest the bull elk for Warren. And outside of that, Ramsey and I are basically just hoping that a pig mule deer occasionally walks across <laughs> one of those cameras. But I mean, well, since, since we're, most of us are sports guys in here. I want to, have you ever heard of when they talk about like a way too early rankings? Like season rankings, it's like, yeah, like oh yeah, basically sure. like in March when uh, like they basically people talk about where they think uh, all of the thirty two teams are going to shake up at the end of the year sure. ranking wise. Yeah, do you guys feel like this might be your way too early uh, prep for for rifle season, or do you think you're right in the wheelhouse? Honestly, I think we're too late. Well, the thing is, I feel like with this property, especially, is. <laughs> Half the time we fly by the seat of our pants because we could show up one day and see a doe running off into the distance, perfect sunset, all that stuff. And then the other day we can show up and see 35 bulls in one cut. I mean, it's it's so hit or miss. And, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, Ramsey could be right when he says that, you know, we were a little late on uh, putting cameras out because... I mean, r- really, the only way to pattern in, in an area, especially like this, is to get the cameras out as soon as you can to be able to try and see, you know, what's going through there during t- certain seasons of the year. Is this the earliest you guys have put cameras up, though? Same exact weekend as last year. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Then. But I mean, it's it's more cameras than we've ever put up there before, which we we had uh, plans on. We had plans on doing eight. So double what we did. Well, yeah, double what we did, but. You know, we just kind of came to a point, and I mean, realistically, elk hunting, I don't necessarily, I mean, him and I haven't spent a outstanding amount of time on this specific property for um, patterning elk. Okay. I, w- I would say it was more so, you know, I mean, we've told the story before the property that we had lost and things like that, but um, so this is kind of like a new tactical decision that we made, and we know places on there that we've, you know, we've checked and we've seen elk and stuff like that, so we kind of you know, went that route. Well, and I feel like, um, the more obligations I have at other properties, the less and less I get to share this. Is, and it's always been a fun experience for me to like be able to go out there with you guys. And I just feel like I'm more and more not being able to go out there. So it's cool to kind of hear your guys' stories from the outside view. Cause obviously I'm not making it to these, right. these adventures, I guess you could say. Um, but from what I know and what Ramsey's told me, it does sound like you guys used information of where Ramsey shot his buck last year to find you know and and if you guys remember that would have been like november of last year so probably like in the mid 40s uh episode um where ramsey talks about how he i mean you guys really had a struggle kind of finding deer again last year and you guys went and it's actually funny you bring that up because levi was with me that oh when you shot your deer as well okay okay well cool and then everyone's kind of but i would say not at first though because ramsey and i's uh pre-archery season pictures you had some good bucks on it was more heavy to mule deer than it was than it was elk until it switched i would say about the tail end of archery is when it actually because we left those up you shot that bucket almost the end of the season like the weekend before the end right yeah yeah so and we had him we didn't have him on camera once yeah you've never seen that buck in your life no well and if you remember if you guys have listened to that podcast and you do remember it ramsey and uh, levi Levi was there and and Canadian mating call for mule deer and and, and dad was the only (laughs) other one is that right that's correct. Yeah. Okay, so the three of you were kind of, and and weeks before Sean Ramsey had been out there, and I think you guys had harvested antelope. That was the only thing you guys had gotten in the whole rifle season. So it was kind of a struggle getting back on the mule deer. Well, you decided to get more off of some spots that you've never been, and that not only 
helps you get on mule deer, uh, a nice buck, really nice buck. Um, but it's also opened up the door for you guys finding some elk spots because you found some sign. I believe you guys found a shed too, right? Yeah, we did. Um, you know, I just was thinking about this the last night. That antelope that I shot out there, was that the first animal since 2019 that was killed on that property? No, because Garrett shot a buck in like 2021, I think. Uh, I think no, that was because I shot that elk with you. That was a different property though. Oh, you mean, no, yeah. Uh, I'm talking just, just straight up OG Narnia. Garrett shot a buck. Was that 2020? Uh, or 2021? I think it was, tw- but anyway, um, I think the coolest thing for us is because the, it was, was it this year, Ramsey, or last year that we went out and saw those bulls when we were shed hunting? Was that this year? Shed, yeah, that was this year. That was this year. So we had gone out and... You know, of course, it's kind of like a kick in the nuts when you go out shed hunting and you run into five bulls that all still have their horns on. But right. at the same time, it's like, holy shit, this is really cool. There's bulls still there, yeah, too. right. And so I just feel like that place is, it's one of those spots where you go and it's like your hopes can either be on a waterfall going down at 180 miles an hour or, you know, in a SpaceX rocket 2020 you know when garrett shot that deer so then since then right that would have been that would have been the last yeah and i mean okay since someone from our no ramsey did help a kid um what year do you think that was rams were you helped same year but early in the year he shot his first deer was that right yeah ramsey helped the kid um i guess there was other and antelope that were um taken off that property too but yeah um so yeah, I think it's cool. I I really thought it was cool you guys found a shed because um, yeah, you should let Ramsey tell that story. Yeah, go ahead. So <laughs> we're driving in the Ranger, right? Just kind of BSing, and I see Sean look over and he kind of strains a little bit, and then he turns back and starts talking to me again. So I look right at that spot, and then we kind of quit talking, and I keep driving, and I'm like. Nah, I got to look. So I pulled the binoculars. Sure as hell, I can see the back. It had a, a small split at the end, and I could see it. And I'm like, and Sean's like, no way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's definitely a shed. And he's like, I saw that. And it was pretty funny. Yeah, because I was I was holding my dog. Little, Sean got a puppy, by the way. A little nine-week-old uh, uh, brown lab, and I'm holding him. And I'm like, so I'm, my bottom harness is here, right? So I'm like, I, I kept telling these guys the whole time. I was like, you guys see anything? I'm like, you're going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be asking you guys, hey, can you look at that over on that hill? Because I'm, I'm, he's just we laying. Always, we always put Hazel in, the, in between me and Matt when she was. When he was pretty he, good about that. He too. was in there, but every once in a while he'd crawl up on me. And so I, you know, I was asking these guys. And so it was a, one of those moments I was like holding him. And I like looked at it. And I just remembered our shed hunting rules that we always have. And I was just kind of, I was looking at it. And I looked and I turned over at Ramsey and I started talking to him and I was like, I, part of me was like, I hope he doesn't look at that. Cause like, mm. I really, I, I, I was like, I thought it was a shed, but, and yeah, so I couldn't look. And so he pulls it up and then finally I'd let the dog off and I pull up and I'm looking at it and I'm like, finally through binos. I'm like, that is 100% a shed. And at first we thought it was a mule deer shed because yeah. all you could see was the back. Did you guys try and look for the other one to see if you could? Yeah, we, we spread out a little bit and, uh. Ramsey and I took off one way and yeah, it was just, it it's there somewhere. Yeah. We, we, um, it's probably, was it close to a fence line? No, 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 that's my natural border. It was right above, uh, 
That's fine. You don't have to say it. Right above where I shot the first big deer. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So where you found the shed last time? Yeah, just a little further. Yeah, that's funny. They. I wonder what they, they. Those bulls. They winter there, Riley. Hey, don't tell. Don't tell the landowner that. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's a conversation. Um, that's like, for elk sheds, that's like almost a hundred percent of the elk sheds this year. We put hikes on and didn't find the other the other side. So yeah. that's why I still think that unless we were just terrible. I don't know. I find a lot of sheds, so I feel like well, I, it was kind of cool. The, the the one that we were all hiking for, I did find a, a, a you know, a calf carcass words. that I got some ivories out of, which was kind of another cool. dead elk out there, huh? No, that was I'm talking about the one at the oh the, oh yeah yeah the big ranch. Um, well, what I was trying to say is like I feel like you know you always hear that thing like like there's guys out there that will legitimately like die on their grave saying they'll be within 400 yards yeah in a in a gridded area of that same unless someone picks it up but no if no one's gonna pick it up out there. Um, I I, th- I call bullshit on that because if he did, then the landowner may have some words. Yeah, I because I only found and and every time we'd find sheds this year, um, especially when it was me and Matt, we would legitimately do a quarter to a half a mile circle. And I and again, you could miss it, sure, but like even so, that huge that huge five I found, you would think that it would be pretty hard to hide like a two hundred inch, I wish okay, maybe a hundred and fifty inch beam. <laughs> Well, then, beam. like, what was I telling you, Levi, when we were driving in there about the um, percentages for finding oh, sheds on the property? Uh, today, we got a 25% chance of finding an elk shed, and I would I would push it to about a 60 to 70% chance we find a mule deer shed. That sounds like a fucking weatherman, if I've ever heard it. A lot of bullshit there. Hey. He <laughs> spent the rest of the day doing everything in percentages. Ah. I, I stuck on a topic and uh, committed, so. So, we didn't conclude, though. Did we... Go since one of the three found a shed is that thirty three percent? That breaks no, no. That absolutely crushes my original twenty five percent. That's a hundred percent. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a hundred percent of the time now. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Also, the the rule on uh, you guys need to buy Ramsey a case of beer. By the way, for finding the first shed, that's no, because he never claimed one. it. He never claimed. He never said the words. He never I, said that's we, a shed. I explained I, the rules. Yes, Levi. and if that's the case, I got to explain the rules after. Oh, but I think up. I think I owe. A case or a sh- bottle of whiskey or something now. Now this. Oh yeah, that's I right. I will say the, did, the shed hunting rules. Uh, all 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 punishments and and rewards are are, are done at the cabin afterwards. Not yeah. not while we're out looking. But um, but yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you guys got out to get cameras. You know, Matt and I are kind of slacking in a way because we were supposed to go out last weekend, finish putting up cameras, and then check. I mean, we're not slacking because we still had two cameras out like a month and a half before you guys did. I'm very excited to see what's on those. Oh, me too, especially the one over by the, the wall because it's such a highway. I can't believe that you... I, I that That is... Words. The first time I came out to that property, I looked at that section. I was like, there's so many elk in here. Oh, yeah, that's, that's where I we want to live. That, was that the first time you guys put a camera on that? Yeah. What was that? My chair. Oh, I thought someone that, knocked on the that door. That was though. the first time? And no one else thought someone just knocked on the I door. I did too. Oh, scared the shit out of me. I did too. The first time you're there, yeah, yeah. It's it's a no. It's, is that the first time you put a camera on that spot? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. it is. I am so I. If I'm not the first person you, you and like FaceTime. Matt said last week, it sucks because there probably is cows in there. But at the same time, I think that like uh, I don't think they'll go through there. It is a weird spot because you kind of have to like get up in elevation. I think they'd rather go through the bottom. I agree. No, but there's a road right right to the. You know the where I put the camera, the, right? Yeah, it's right above. Yeah, like you remember where you walked and you have to like walk up that sharp cut and it comes yeah. up on a flat spot right. and there's like a pond below. Yeah, right on that road, like looking down at that road. Right. Oh, it's not a road. It's just like an open. Yeah, thing. there's it's like, like the dam. There's, there's a chute that goes up and then one that goes. Yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, like a dam. About almost. the one in the cave, right? 
<coughs> no, 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 we're talking about the one at the writing on the wall. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I always thought you that... know there's like a dam up above where we usually park. Like it's it, yeah. well, that's what I, that's the only way I can explain it because it does hold a pond sometimes. I know, I know where. The, um, yeah. but it's like it's not a like a uh, when I say road, I'm not talking about um, like um, a, what you would drive on. I'm talking about an animal highway, yeah. basically. Yeah, like not a trail. It's like an animal highway. Yeah, and so yeah, we're very very encouraged that one, and then we have zero. And like intention, like not not intentions, but like uh, what do you call it when you're aspirations? No, come on, you got this for me. Zero uh, expectations. expectations with the other one because it's like it's kind of a secluded spot, and they have to like unless they use it how we think they're using it, they have to really get in there. You know what I mean? Like it's not on a trail; it's kind of on a trail. Um, and we've explained it before. It's like this big rock plateau that we found up in the mountain mountainous part. So my question for you then. Um, Obviously, we're hunting podcasts, and I'm going to diagnose this a little bit. Um, would you say that's a large um, ecosystem for them to water in at all, or no? Uh, the first one, the first camera, yeah, the, yeah, at the at the wall, yeah, because there is a there is a spring that's constantly running down. Okay. The only thing that you run into, and what's nice is usually that's the area that has all the cattle all year round. Well, because of um, the rotation of the property, all the cows are going to be in the tall grass on right. the opposite end of the property. So this year we have no cows and elk competing for that water. So that's a big bonus. But I also will tell you, I do think that if I could foresee where I'm going to put an arrow and a bull this year, it's going to be at the second camera. Right. Because um, there's just so many factors that are going into... There's so many factors that are going into like it being obviously last year we found this spot and know that they were in there. And if they use the same route this year, then they'll be in there again. And we know it's all big bulls because the way, and this is how we've always like, I mean, I'm talking to hunters, but if I'm talking to people that aren't like big elk hunters and this goes for mule deer too, cause they act the same way. Sure. But in the hot part of the day and actually most of the day when they're bedded, they're going to put themselves where they have protection to their back mm-hmm. and they can they can be high and, and look over, right? And so this spot is perfect because it's on the top of a mountain almost. Like, I mean, you're still kind of like below the actual peak, but it overlooks all of the um, the cuts and the coolies right. and everything. And that's a big rock sandstone wall that's probably 100 by 100 yards. And then another, what would you say, Ramsey, 30 feet tall? Probably. It's it's a big big huge thing with little cuts in it. So and, and I'm assuming sandstone. Like if like you remember like when we fell asleep at the that one rock last year when you lay against that sandstone and after it's after, cool it's cool and I think that's why they lay in there too. Could be. Um. And so I do think and I know it's also big bulls like at seven in, in the morning. Yeah. True. I know it's big bulls in there too because I know the 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 quality of the animals that were going through there last year. Um. And I don't think the cows stay up in there. Which could be good. Yeah, because like where this spot's at, the because like I know, like we were talking like Chance, remember his story from last year, Chance Windsor? Yeah. Um, he was saying that when he was doing all of his scouting, he spent all that time trying to find the cows, because then he knew come archer season, obviously that's where the bulls were gonna be. Mm-hmm. So where we're at in this spot, the cows always feed in the morning in the bottom at the bottom of this canyon. And they all come up together. I just don't think they stay together once they reach where we're at. So I don't think it'd be easier to, you know, cow call one. And I don't think there's going to be. So I have one question. Are you going to hunt your camera or the highway? 
Um, because so I, this is this is what's really interesting about this spot. Where the camera's at is not where we're gonna hunt. It's just the area. It's it's probably 150 yards from where we would probably call sit call and hunt. Gotcha. But it's not where we would set up. No. Okay. It's too open. So you're just getting intel on what's there. What's in that and area? Then yeah. Pulling out. Which is difficult off. because um, we hunt such a large, vast area that you can't really pattern as well as you would think. Like their spots way easier to pattern. Yeah, because can. I. I was thinking about the the camera where Ramsey shot his uh, mule deer before. You can hunt that camera, okay, easily. Just based off no, and I haven't heard or seen or I have no idea how you guys set that up. Is it like at a natural, uh, like a trail or something like that? There's or? a little game trail and there's a natural break where you I can, can set up around. in there and shoot down. You can even. Yeah, that that's how I would do it. I'd did you did you do a lot of so you you hunted in in Canada, right? Did you do a lot of trail camp stuff? Nope, never. No, I just uh, are the rules different up there for that, or no, just no? We can we can use it. I just uh, I knew my area, and I, my trail cam was my eyes. I'd drive by it every day, and oh, okay, they're right. moving there, so that's where I'm going to be. Okay, this is where that's at. Okay, Sean's going to show me a little intel here. So. so so what you're saying here is you guys do have somewhat of an intention of archery hunting that spot because that would be the like the if, I, if I see enough deer in there then oh yeah based on your it. camera findings right right I think which would be really cool that'd be a really good one to film like the problem down. I think with that camera and I, I hope you guys would agree is that it, it's kind of a it's creating a f natural funnel. And so get like being able to be there at the right time or before is going to be a, a lot more work than um, being able to like notice what's in there through camera work and then being able to track patterns of where they leave. I think that to use that spot, you yeah. would have to be in there like two in the morning Full disclosure, or sleep, sleep overnight. Full disclosure, I think you could, uh, I think you could tree stand it. There's a lot of big trees back in there. Honestly, you really? can freestand it. You, yeah. Do you think so, Levi? Based off, yeah. You know what? If you really want to put effort into it, I would. I would put the money down to put a saddle up in there for you, just to try it. I don't want a saddle. They're so much more comfortable, especially for a big guy. I don't know about that. Because you're against the tree and you can swing. All right, I'll put a tree stand up. I guess. Fuck. Would you, but you're just like gonna break the tree's just gonna come down anyways. So. No, it's probably this is like a probably 24 inch diameter tree there. So this, this that would be sick though. This conversation might actually be pretty interesting for Levi to tune into because, like he said, he he didn't do a lot of trail camera work. Um, so as a person who puts out a lot of trail cameras, um, you know, for you know pre hunting season stuff like that, um, are you guys looking at wanting to hunt your trail camera locations, or are you looking to patternize animals to be able to better understand a unit to um, you know, go to the high value areas that animals are going to produce. Honestly, I think it varies year to year. Like last year where we put our camera was an extremely good spot for a blind because it was right over top of a wallow. It had plenty of good cover and you could hunt it. We did hunt it. Sean and I did. We but it also it, right? patterns the animals because you know when they're coming through there, what time of day, which we never really did get a good pattern on it because no. they came at different times of the day every week. But like this year, I just want to know what's out there. Yeah, and I think a lot of that too is because, like I said, we haven't really done a whole... I really feel like the northern side of that property, we have not done a ton of investigation. I mean, yeah, Ramsey did shoot a 
a, a big mule deer out there. But uh, I just like, I feel like, I mean, in all your years of doing, um, of hunting out there, do you, do you really feel like like the investigative work that goes into hunting that was, it was done like properly, I guess is the wrong word to say, but I was well, like, you and know, I like, will say, I know Le- Levi has something to say and I was going to let him say it, but Ramsey left the room so we can't switch to him. I will answer your question and then I don't want to forget that Levi's got something to say here, but I've been doing camera work for probably thank you, um, five years or when did we start doing cameras at our first place? 18 maybe? Yeah, so about four or five years ago, and because, well, we weren't really into it before because you couldn't really have cameras. So, I mean, it's kind of a new thing to Montana to be able to use this kind of technology frequently. Um, and so that's a tough question. Ramsey and I, I'll talk about the first camera that I would say that we we hunted and were successful off of was the camera that we put up on, uh, I don't even know how to explain this, um, where I've shot my two biggest deer. Um, we had that camera that was on that corner fence and I ended up shooting the deer like that came right through exactly yeah, where we had, had the, camera. On the camera a bunch and it was in rifle season. So it was like way after we had the cameras in there because that was back when you had to take your cameras down come archery season. But it was still like we knew they came in through a certain route. Right. And I ended up, sh- I mean, there was only, this is one you've been there before. Yeah. It's actually the camera that you have. Yeah, it's yeah. that Bushnell. It's actually a pretty decent camera for like a five, six year old camera. Of, it was full of bird shit. Oh, really? Um, so yeah, that's like the first experience I had of like actually shooting something. Now I will say a lot of times, so we talked last year about how Matt and I had that camera that like every time we'd go to it, there'd be like 700 pictures of just elk. We never hunted that ever. We should have, but we never, we just, we went to a spot that was way up above it and hunted and like looking back on it, it's like, man, we should have probably maybe gave it a try. But again, it's just like when you're talking about uh, the spot of where Ramsey shot his deer, it's, it's hard to get into without yeah. getting either sleeping there or hiking way in there. You, know, you can't drive You can't drive close to it because you'll spook everything out right. of there. Right, and I, I think, like I said, do you guys agree with that, where that camera was, where he did shoot his deer? It, it is a funnel. It, it would be really hard to, I mean, yeah, you could get in there at like way before first light and just kind of take a nap and, and wait for it to come up and see if something shoots through, but you never know. The only it, thing that I see with that, you say it's a funnel. Which is completely true. They they go in. They got to come out at some point. Right. And if you can, with that camera, going to your question about patterning or sh- uh, sh- um, hunting your camera, if you can pattern when they come out, you hunt the camera. Because yeah. back in there, Ramsey, I don't know if you remember, like, they can't go anywhere. No. There's Which, which they, helped me out greatly. It, it did, yes. And so to your question, um, from someone who doesn't use cameras... I kind of wish I did because if you can find a spot where they're going to be and then a week later, it's like, oh, they're on this camera now. You can pattern that to be like, all right, they're going to be somewhere here. Mm-hmm. For sure. And for me, like I work a lot harder than someone who uses cameras because mm-hmm. they're here, but where? Like you, you like without using cameras, you're kind of like, I have this spot that I saw a lot of deer in last year or maybe... You know, or I drive out, by. Yeah, I went out a couple times and I, I I drove by and I saw deer in there. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna hunt that first. But necessarily, that could be with a cam. What a camera could tell you is that's where they're at at noon the last four days. Exactly. And then they're gone at one thirty. You know what I mean? And yeah. I that I feel like that's the so big I'll join benefit. I'll join that statement with the question you asked me 
just a little bit ago. My bowl last year. So I have a camera that's on a reservoir, right? Um, it's on two, it's like this double reservoir, little tiny ponds, and then into like a creek that they wallow in. So I always put the camera there. And we weren't getting pictures of elk on that at all for weeks. And four days, it's at the fourth and the third and the second day leading up to when I shot my bull, we started to get elk on there. I actually had my bull on camera and several other bulls. And turns out I ended up shooting elk and they right. I mean, within 10 feet of where the camera was. So yes, I think that there's different scenarios and I, I will agree too. Yes. Like having cameras is a little bit of a, a big beneficial, it's a jump for sure. But at the end of the day, 95% of our pictures that we get taken go like on deaf ears, I guess you would say. Um, there, I mean, uh, of the elk I saw in person last year, um, and, and I hunted, how many days do you think I hunted last year for elk? Like 20 something, 20, 30, probably, probably. uh, counting guiding, probably 40, 50. Um, so I saw, I saw elk every day. So if you start adding that up, I mean, I saw probably five, six, 700 elk last year of those elk and those bulls. And I get like, sometimes when you're just looking at them, you're probably not going to recognize them every time, but like 5% of them are ones that I saw on camera. You know what I'm saying? And so in an area like where I'm at, and yours too, because there's a lot of elk moving through where you guys are at. Um, the deer stay a little bit more local, so that's something you guys have beneficial. But the elk, anyways, like you're probably not going to see a lot of the same elk. Now, I will tell you, there there is some that you'll see a lot. And and I do, I have a bull I showed you guys last year with a hooked brow that I saw almost every single time we had cameras. Like every day he would almost be on there to the point where I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to shoot this bull because I know where to sit. <laughs> um, but didn't it didn't happen but regardless of that and then i got the big five that we've got on camera mm -hmm. and i found a shed this year like that one is one that i see all the time and then there was a seven by eight did you guys find the shed of that big five yeah it's that big brown i gave dad with the big freaking tail but, on yeah the that's that's the big five that we videoed oh no shit um anyways and then there was a seven by eight which was like one of the biggest bulls we saw last year i saw him in person twice um within two weeks of seeing him on camera never saw him again oh wow um, so yeah, I mean, I know that's a lot, a lot to, to digest there, but, um, I look at cameras as a way of, well, first of all, I just get like a little bit of enjoyment out of just seeing stuff yeah. on camera. Like it's kind of fun. Like the, the feeling you get when you grab that SD card and you either are waiting to go back to your computer or have a reader with you and like you plug it in. It's like, Ugh. let's talk about like the <laughs> top, see. the top five scenarios you get when you, when you open up your little, uh, uh, card reader, like what's the top five things that you, you're going to get on there? You're, you're going to get Can animals, be good or bad. Yes, yes, wind. Uh, so you're going to get 700 pictures of nothing because some little twig or or uh, leaf or something was and waving. I was, I was telling Sean, I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna bring a weed eater out there and I'm getting rid of all the grass. <laughs> all the deer, like, what is this, a golf course? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, or the shadows, shadows are a big yeah. one. Yeah, shadows, or you're going to get uh, the batteries died somehow for yeah. some reason. Your card was full and you forgot. The funniest one to me, this is always the funniest picture, is when you get, it's a, it's always a nighttime picture, always. And it's like blurred out and you can tell it's some animal, but you can't, it's so close to the camera that you have no idea what it is. And all you can do is just speculate 
on like oh that's a that's a that's a big bull right there that's yeah. a big horn sheep and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's either it's either like like you know like their face just blurred because they're right next to the camera or something that one's always ki- that one kicks my or the first and last picture always you and ramsey just face in front of the camera <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the, my favorite one of all time that i ever got was uh it was near water so there was a bunch of cows like beef cows coming into it and i don't know what this cow was doing but he like was in the camera, tongue all the way out of his mouth, eyes bulging, going different directions. And then the next picture, it was just normal. And I'm like, what? did this dude just sneeze? Or did we just hit the matrix? Did he just stroke out? But no, that's that's one of my favorite pictures. I always loved your uh, your little spike mule deer that you always What was his name? Melvin? Marvin. Marvin. Marvin, yeah, yeah. Marvin, yeah. He was all over the place. You guys man. had a weird, like a goof. Remember that bullwinkle, uh, bull, that bull elk? <laughs> I know it's the name of a moose, but you guys called him Bullwinkle because he was just the goofiest looking. Oh, the little tiny little rag. Little, it was like the miniest little picture four of him. Actually. Four by four. He was just a mini, and he just looked goofy. He looked. He just looked like a like a uh, maybe just like the outcast of the tribe. That was know? last year, wasn't it? Right? No, no, that was two years one. ago. Uh, uh, is it little, it's glare. No, it's glaring. Oh, oh yeah, not gonna do it. Like if he was, if his main beams Here, were pull, another pull, like pull thirty inches, pull it closer to your face. I don't think it's gonna work. Uh, put your hand over it, maybe. No. Tap the screen. I don't know. Because I do want to show people because it is hilarious. Can you turn your work. turn your brightness down on your phone, maybe? Maybe. Sorry, I know this is annoying for the audio listeners, but <laughs> no, that. that it, oh, 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 oh! Yeah, yeah, look at that. Yeah, he's just a little guy. <laughs> he's just the goofiest looking fella. <laughs> you know, the coolest thing to me too is you're looking <laughs> he's through. He's a five by five too, and his horns are like this long. Yeah. I know. <laughs> when you're looking through trail cameras. It is the best feeling ever when you're swiping through and you like either have nothing because it is a blade of grass. Yeah. And then, or cow. Cows then, are the worst. Too. And then you flip through and then there's like something in the background and you're like, that's brown. You're like, what is that? And then you click the next one and then you see a leg. And then the next one you go through and it's like a bunch of cows, like cow elk coming out of the, out of the timber. And then they go through the next one and the next one and the next one and it's just full of them and then all of a sudden the bulls start coming out from behind them and it's just like it's just like Christmas morning. You're like, dude, 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 oh my god, oh my god. Like, yeah, I think you get the same reaction. Like it's bringing up sports again. Like when your team scores a touchdown, it's like yeah. the same. Like like I know we've out loud like been like like screaming like yeah. when we got like a like and and again you'll probably never see, you'll probably never see that. Like last year, the one we had on that water, we had like uh, oh yeah, we literally had. 35 photos and then that one that was one of my stealth cams that was on video of a like a golden eagle and it was the coolest thing in the world just watch it he was just getting water just r- right there and it, it was the coolest thing you know like w- like it swiped through had some photos and then it was like a video of him just like flapping his wings and stuff like it was just the coolest stuff to and see and he would like dive underneath the water and get himself wet yeah. you know what's the funniest thing about podcasts to me is like think about an outsider like thinking about like this like who would have thought there'd be guys on a podcast talking about their favorite trail cam stories <laughs> and i got one right now so kind of like how you like that last year matt and i had this camera that was close to the river because they would use the river as a as a passageway to get up into the mountains and we'd always get cows coming through cows coming through and as, as you know elk are notorious for putting their mouths and bodies all over the camera oh, eating yeah. antennas um and whatever so this one ended up knocking the cam- the camera onto the ground well <laughs> i can already see where this is going i have this theory 
the the animals can hear it shuddering or something because they're so curious. Like you always, yeah. that's why the elk are always touching it, like messing with it. Well, not only are the elk, but we had this camera end up being like completely perfect on the ground, so it could still get like the smallest of things like in the view. And a rabbit would come up to it every night and just hang out and just like play around the camera and take pictures. Just this cute little rabbit that would just. And it's just funny because you're like, there's a, you have a camera out in the middle of nowhere on the ground and it's just taking candid pictures of rabbits. Yeah. No, it's funny too. Cause like the, the, the nighttime ones when it's like, like if you're on like a watering hole and you just go through and you'll see like a bull elk and it'll be like bent over like drinking. And then the next photo you look, it's staring at the camera. And then the next photo you look, it's like right in front of the camera. just like looking at it. Do you guys have, uh, just for fun to show the, the video watchers, do you guys have a favorite photo that you've gotten off camera? Um, oh, that like you just, I wish I, do you have the, do you have a screenshot of that video that we had of like the 25 cows that came through and then uh, like the seven or eight bulls behind them? It's all on the computer. If I had a picture of, of Mark. Oh yeah. Well, maybe Ramsey can edit that one in, edit that one in for Sean. Um, cause I do have that on my computer. I know what you're talking about when it was like, uh, the clearest. See, this is the perfect example right here. So drinking water, right? Show the camera, show the camera. If you can see it. Drinking water. Zoom in with your finger on the phone. So he's drinking water. Okay. Right. (laughs) Next picture. Staring right yeah, at yeah, the yeah. camera. I know they can hear the shutter I mean, or something. I always thought they could smell it or and, something. And, and the best thing about those photos that Sean has on there. Oh, the next oh, one. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, oh, no, you're good. Back to you. The but, next uh, one, he's like actually getting into it now. He's like, there's, there's like eight or nine pictures. His feet never move. Oh, really? He literally is yeah, just look, water. Well, that shows look you the, the, the elk water. water. Look at the camera. I have, I have the shutter view of it. Watch. Those aren't the same pictures. Those are in succession. Yeah. Well, you know that when they hear, I, I am, and that's oh, why yeah. I, my other theory of why they, I know they can hear the shutter because that he's like in kind of a defensive position right there mm-hmm. before he hits curiosity. Now this one here is a video, and I do love the videos more than the pictures. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. we do. Um, it's always good when you get this that. thing looks like an absolute tank. Like if you found these sheds, these are these are giant sheds. But he's the narrowest bull ever. But it's just so majestic that it's like my favorite video of all time. Is it playing? Yeah, just look at him. He just looks. Oh, he looks so cool. Look how narrow he is. He is though. narrow. He's narrow, but he's uh, he's a big boy. I think he's a one, two, three, four. He's a six by six. But yeah, so um, I don't. know. We get into such a solid trail cam talk this time of year, but it is fun. Um, it's something that um, I think that I just do it because it's enjoyable. Like I, I really like it. I try to use some of the information, but some of the information is so skewed. I love that one. Um. Yeah, those are good ones too. Those those clear ones that we took from the the wallow. But um, I think a large part of it is just like having the fun of seeing animals, you know? Yeah. That sure. you wouldn't normally see, like unless you're... Because I know Ramsey and I, we did film quite a bit of elk from a distance last year, but that doesn't happen every day. No. Whereas like a game camera, you can pretty much guarantee most days one of your cameras is going to get something. And it, it is kind of interesting when you like get like those nighttime photos too, where it's like a shadow of something and you're guessing. It's kind of fun to be like in a group like this, looking at it and to be like, okay, it's so like one guy will say, no, it looks like a bobcat. The other guy will be like, no, that's a mountain lion. And then one guy's like, no, that's just a, 
mule deer doe. That's a that's a white male. Yeah, it's like seriously. <laughs> Forty seven. We, we did have that too. We did we did have we that. We did have a top. guy. We had yeah. a guy on a, one of our cameras last year on a I, get, I mean a property that I know for a fact he should not have been on. And, oh really? I didn't know that. And because uh, I th- at first because I had the SD and I was looking at it at my house and it was like late at like late like a Friday night or something. And I'm like scrolling through and like looking at all these pictures of deer. There's a bunch of does that I was scrolling through and a bunch of annoying stuff and um, it like popped up and it was like dark. 2.30 in the morning. Dark outside. And I was like, I called Ramsey and I was like, hey, did you go check cameras? Like, because I felt like that, I think this was last year. Because I was like, I felt last year that you and I were always together when we checked SDs. It was always. one that we weren't, but I went. It was a completely different side of the property. Yeah, and we so, did check it one time in the middle of the night, but mm-hmm. I don't think you and I did. That, yeah. That's not what you think it was. That was when we retrieved the cameras. Oh yes, yes. So I'm like going through this, that. and I'm like, it's like <laughs> I forgot about. I'm that. like, I'm like, dude, did you go check the cameras without me? And he's like, yeah, once. And I was like, what time of day was it? I think you said it was like it was evening, but it wasn't dark out. Yeah. But this was like a straight up dark photo, and I don't think our timestamp was like super accurate, but. The guy had like a hood on and I was like looking at the, I could make out the camo. Did he know that the, the camera was there? Yeah. Cause he was walking straight. Like I had a shot of him, like his feet coming up. It was where we jumped that bowl when we were setting that camera that one time. Mm-hmm. It was that lane. Okay. And, and so he was coming up and I, he might not have known exactly where the camera was, but when the, you know, it flashed off, I think is when he, but you can't see it. It's infrared. Right. Right. But I mean, you Mate, might go the, the, the red light, know. you know, that you can see on the camera. That might be it. The red and, light. Yeah. He probably freaked the fuck out. He's like, "Oh God, yeah. what is that?" And There's then, a camera. Is it possible it could be the guy that was leasing cows? No. Is that dude? The, the guy was Ramsey size. The He's guy, tiny. like the person that was on that photo, was Ramsey size, and that's why I called him. I was like, "Did you do could it?" Could have been like, one of the landowner's sons. He's like, big. "No." And and then like hood on. I didn't know everything. And then it was just a hand. Was the last one I had was a hand on the on the camera. And then it was like after that I had, and then it was all photos for the of the next morning. Like he he didn't touch it or do anything. That's crazy. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was the whole deal that we were going through. Maybe it was when they took our. No, this was. There's no way they ever found any of those. There's no Sorry, way they would have rephrased. There's no way they would have seen any of those cameras, especially that one, because it was so off trail. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'd have had to have known it was there. The only one that they found was the one I was just showing you pictures okay, off of. Yeah. But um, unless I was having a weird outer body that night, it might have been me. Just to give everybody a the refresher, so that doesn't though. sound super sketchy. Um, oh, what I said, yeah, yeah. So I last year we had the episode that was titled, uh, "What was it?" Like bad news for Bull Mountain Brothers or something like that. Yeah. Um, that's when we lost that spot last year and they told us we had to get our cameras off of there. Yeah. Um, and then we lost it just because they're selling it and that was all it was. So yeah, I don't want to, I just wanted to clarify. I, I said that and I was like thinking to myself, I was like, God, oh, that kind of sounds like we're doing stuff illegal, but no. Um, yeah, it was super weird. Maybe it was the same guy that <laughs> you and I bugled in. Yeah. Sean and I, have we ever told that story? I don't know. If we yeah. <laughs> we were. Sean, that was a fuck a hot day. Yeah, we spent we slept in that wallow for like six hours. Never saw any elk. Probably and John did that too. No, we did that morning because you apparently I had no idea. So oh yeah, yeah, we did. I, we, he was we, up above me. We called the bull. To give Levi the story. He was up. I, I, you told the story. Did I? Yeah. yeah, up above me, and then he was bugling our bull, and I had no idea because <laughs> he just like it was. They quiet. came in silent. It was just quiet, and he, I think he said he heard a bugle, and I was like eighty to hundred yards below him. 
And I'm like just sitting in this tree, just sitting here. And then all of a sudden I hear Riley just going crazy on the tube, beating trees and stuff. And I'm like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and then I come to, you know, after meeting up again, you know, I don't know, an hour later or whatever. He's like, yeah, there's a bugle. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. But yeah, so we we spent that whole day and we hiked out of there. It was so freaking hot. We ended up deciding, well, let's get up on this. Uh, it was like a flat prairie where they come in and out at night sometimes. Yeah. And we were just. We would just kind of take turns every 20 minutes, just letting off like a locate bugle. And uh, we're, you kind of like when you're doing that situation, you kind of look for movement, you know, before you're really looking for anything else. In the distance, we get movement. So Sean looks up. He's like, it's a dude. In a red shirt. And I, I told her And a bow. Yeah, and a bow. And I was like, what the hell is Ramsey doing out here? Because he would be the only other person that would... Just have, run to go be with us? Yeah, that would have any idea where we were and and stuff like that. I was like, what is he doing? And that was funny because you were like, I don't think that's Ramsey. Yeah, and he was like, it looked like he just left Walmart. He was like blue jeans and like a like a red shirt and his bow. And the dude's like ball, like just running across the, the prairie yeah. to get towards us. So we just kept letting off like a little bit, <laughs> like little... Uh, like we were just little chirps, you know, like little, uh, what do they call it? Chuckles. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. And he just went like straight for us. And then I think eventually like, cause Sean and I weren't trying, we weren't trying to be discreet at that point. No. We were just standing on the outside of the edge of this, like where anybody can see us. And I think eventually he saw us cause he dipped and we never saw him again. And we no. actually went towards we, where he We went. hiked out towards him to come up that big hill. And then, yeah, like I was like, I kept, I was a little nervous though when I was like walking with Riley because I was like, obviously we don't know who this guy is and he, we know he shouldn't be here and I'm assuming he knows that he shouldn't That be he's here. trespassing, yeah. And he just walked into this like big bulk of timber and so I like, I kept doing this. And when we time. went down in the timber, he could have turned around a piece too. Could've. But I, I really thought we were going to run into him. And I got, I had kind of the same feeling too. And it's like, what if this guy's got a gun or something? Because you know? yeah. we definitely didn't. I mean, you might Sean have been your back. I, I did, yeah. But like not easily accessible. That's probably on his hip. I don't remember. That was But yeah, it was like, it was, it was it was kind of funny. That was a <laughs> I was like, we uh, it was one of those scenarios where we know that um necessarily like we're the only ones that were supposed to be on that property, you know? And so it's like well, if somebody's going to come out there, we're going to have a little fun. I mean, it's not like there's anything wrong with that. I got a guy on my game camera once. Yeah, you did. And then you stole his camera. And then he's friends of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but was... anyways, let's 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 leave this conversation before we talk about this, because we could talk about this all night. Yeah. But I want to get some more story background from Levi here Yeah. before the end of the night. Um, I think it's kind of a cool take to have you on here, because we're looking at... Because you live in Montana right now, right? That's correct. And so you basically have so you live here, yes, um, but you're not a citizen of correct. you're a citizen of Canada. Correct. So you have no residency status to hunt at all. I can hunt, but out of state is expensive. Okay, so he won't. You're saying you're basically saying you're not going to hunt because you don't want to afford it. Like it's first of all, you have to draw a combo, right, to yes. even be able to hunt. Yeah. Um, you know, I could see if you wanted to hunt birds, it probably wouldn't be that. You could uh, do that if you wanted to. Birds ain't too bad. Yeah. So. It's kind of a cool outlook because you're now in Montana. You're hanging out with these guys and you want to be part of the outdoors. So what is that like to be part of something that you can't partake in the hunting yourself, but you can go, like, are you getting as much enjoyment out of just the hunt itself? Oh, heck yeah. Um, It makes, you know, whenever you, your parents or your mom or dad took you hunting for the first time and you shot your first buck and they were ecstatic for you. That's how I feel. 
Yeah. I'm like taking my little kids out hunting. Yeah. And so <laughs> I <laughs> so I don't feel like I'm ever missing out on anything. I I find more enjoyment watching other people succeed with my help than I do me succeeding, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I get that a lot, you know, because me and Matt are hunting guides. So I get that kind of same satisfactory. But uh, so we talked a lot last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, about it was last week. We talked about 2023 hunting goals. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what are your goals personally this year as far as like what would what what would satisfy your itch? To satisfy my itch would probably be just within the parameters of what you can what you obviously you can't hunt. So like what's 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 your hunting season goal? Help people. Like for example, if if you guys were ever like, hey Levi, I need a pack mule. I'm I'm boots are on the ground. I love it. That's he he was the actually the first person um to offer the option to be a camera guy for BNB. He was because like we had last all, year even. Yeah, we had all these guys that were like, you know, that are friends of the podcast. That like we, we want to hunt that yeah. never said we want to be camera Yeah, guys. well we're like oh we're like, yeah, you guys want to be camera guys, you can come with us. And they're like, Yeah, okay, sure I'll do that. But he was like the first one that was like, Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll just be camera guy. Hey, if I can't shoot it, I'll record it. Yeah. Which we love. And but it, like we we always told this line of like being in an awkward position where like at the time being, because we have no, so you run our company a lot different than a lot of people and every like sector of the company has its own fundage, right? So like Sean has money allotted towards what he can do for, um, merchandise. Yeah. Ramsey has money he's allotted for, for editing equipment, blah, 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 blah. We have money that's allotted i'm gonna need some more money (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're the most expensive one here we have money that's allotted for what we can do for giveaways uh marketing stuff yeah, and 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 whatnot so my thing is is like all of our money is already divided out so far that i can't pay a camera guy and that really makes us feel guilty and i know i know you're gonna tell me right now that you don't want to get paid but there just comes to a point where like people like we've been asked now like four different times and all of them are saying like, we don't want to get paid and this and that, but like, so we're just trying to figure out how we can entertain the idea of not doing, cause <laughs> we spoke about this a hundred times. It's so hard for us to film and hunt. Yeah, it is. It's, can I throw something out there about payment? Yeah. Greatest form of payment in my opinion. Hey Levi, thank you for filming this elk hunt. Come over. We're going to make elk. Perfect. We're going to have like elk, that. elk and, feast. And obviously, too, like our biggest thing, like not to make this sound like we're interviewing Levi to be a cameraman <laughs> here, but, <laughs> but uh, obviously the biggest thing is, is like we, I, I feel like the motto at B&B is to take care of our own and things like that. And obviously as as things progress and, and go on, it's like you're not ever going to be forgot about, you know, yeah, with sure. everything you did for us. We we like to make sure that people are taken care of and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's, um, that's basically what I'm saying is like, at the end of the day, we don't want to ever feel like we're using someone in a way. And I know you're going to say like, there's no way. I mean, we use the four of us absolutely all the time. Yeah, I'll because, use Ramsey till the, till the day he yeah, dies. I, I, I will literally give Riley <laughs> will, 7 million things whip. to do. But outside of the four of us, it's like it, we do, we all feel bad hey. when we like... Hey Levi, how was that heart? So good. And what was that from? My dear, dear. He, he, um, well, he's like, I'm, I'm getting this thing, and he's, he's like tapping me. I'm like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, can I have the heart? I'm like, go for it, dude. You can have the whole thing. I feel like that. That's got to be like 
you got to try it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I had a, okay. I had a client Just, last year that was, he sent me a, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like a, a page and a half recipe for cooking deer heart. And he says it's the best thing on the planet. I'd like to try it this year. So, so. let me interject here. Uh, Levi's hired his camera guy. If he's, <laughs> if he's, uh, into, into heart. Yes. Deal. I just flip the camera around. He just eats random organs from all the animals. <laughs> <laughs> no, Levi's trying. Today we eat well, the deer actually, ass. Have you have you done this one though? Not to interrupt you. Oh, Ramsey and I interrupted him. Though. I you can't say I, not I to interrupt you and then interrupt him. <laughs> it's just it's, sorry for interrupting. It's a figure of speech, Riley. <laughs> God. Shut up. Uh, Ramsey and I have been talking about doing this for a long time, and actually, of course, I wasn't with him last year when he shot his mule deer, and. He probably wouldn't have thought of it unless I was there. But we've been talking about it for a really, really long time. Have you ever done the eye fat? Like the the fat behind the eye that I, tastes like bread dough? I have not, but I want to. Okay, really so I, I have heard well, that. And here's the um, thing, though. I, I would have never let you do it on that deer. Why? Because I got it shoulder mounted. I mean, obviously, you have to take the eyeballs out, but... You don't want just cutting going risk on, in of there. Risk Come of, on Risk of the eye. Why don't you get good at just skull caping your own your own stuff? Yeah. Because the taxidermist doesn't. It's not. It's not. I mean, we could have done it. Oh, but. I got to cape all your stuff anyways. No, you don't. Hey, just go to El Camp. About? Go to El Camp with Ramsey and I, and we literally just cape everything. You know what I started doing? Uh, because I want to be efficient. And I'm tangenting here. Uh, but I'm want to be efficient when my clients come. Is Matt and I start caping everything? Like literally, like someone shoots a doe, cape it. Yeah. So like I yeah. shot, I caped my bull last year. Obviously, I had zero intentions of, of mounting it, but um, it's fun. It's a good experience. So, I want to ask you this, Levi. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Not to interrupt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do have something to say though. I don't care. No. Why? Who's your mute? You mute? You muted Sean. No, no, this is real. Rams, no, don't mute me. Mute don't, 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 yes, mute me. Yes, don't mute me. Don't mute me. Don't mute me. There it is. This is serious. Hello. Yes. I'll just talk loud enough. <laughs> no, like while everyone's here and we're talking about like that kind of experience, I think that I want, I think we should, let me think about what days I have available. The second and last weekends of hunting let season. Let me think about what days I have available. The, the second and last, the second, the last two weekends of the season. I think that we should all try to go hunt somewhere together. And whoever has a deer tag left, right? We try to shoot a deer. Um, you know, the intentions of shooting a mature deer, obviously that percentage is low, but if it's, if it happens, it would be cool. But if we all went together, something I've been wanting to try for a long time to kill a deer, use the call fat. No, which also is a cool idea, but I think it would be fun if we, you know, if you're lucky enough, again, this is such a weird scenario, but if you were to shoot it in the early morning so we could spend the rest of the day out there and building a fire and cooking deer ribs over the fire together. I've yeah. always wanted to do that. I don't know why, but like it's been like a fascinating thing to me. I think that would be fun to do with everybody in the room. No, that would be that'd be great. I are you like are you guys more so if you're quartering? Um, this is besides my question I have for you later, but um when you're quartering, are you somebody that takes the rib meat um uh, by like just filleting it out, or are you a person that cuts the ribs in half and actually breaks them off to be able to pull them out and do like half racks. Like you're doing uh beef ribs or yeah. pork ribs. Rib meat for me goes sausage. Okay. And it's easy enough to put into a game bag where you just cut it out. Sure. Have you ever had where you go in with uh I mean if you're lucky enough to be in a in an area where you can use and have the access to like a sawzall, but like even like I've done it with bone saw before. 
cutting ribs in half and then basically the process of breaking from, I mean, this is a hunting podcast, so I can say this, but like breaking from the spine as they come out. Have you ever, have you ever had that true rib, uh, deer or elk rib from a barbecue or a Traeger? Nope. Phenomenal. Is it? I believe it. Phenomenal. I, I, I believe it if it's done right. I mean, it is. And the problem, I, I feel like, you know, and I don't want to speak out of place here, but I, I feel like it's hard to cook because there's not a, like, like you look at like beef ribs, beef ribs are fattier and you know they're more of like a dry season when you do beef ribs but pork ribs they're you know they're always a wet season and the other thing is we're also always hunting like mature male species animals in their prime rut so they're always low on fat every time Mm -hmm. you go after it but ramsey was dad's bull really fatty last year do i remember that for some reason that would have been a cool one to try it on yeah I, I uh, Snapchat and the honeys over there. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Our producer is literally in the middle of a podcast Snapchatting girls. You don't know that. I do know that. I was Facebooking. Fa- Facebooking what? Just scrolling. Wow. So anyway, so let you me know just, what that means, Sean. Let me just let me just get into this question. I have Sean's going I'm trying to interrupt you. I know. Once again, I know. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Obviously, can't. I don't. I don't know a clue about. Um, hunting in Canada, stuff like that. Um, you on a regular day, as a guy holding a tag, being con- being a um, CANIDA uh, in season, yeah, in okay. season, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, what like a re- every an average day for you? What is your favorite part of that day? And uh, I'm gonna clarify by saying this is a day that you do harvest a deer, stuff like that. Like an average, because you harvested more than a couple deer in your life right so like what is your favorite part from that average day that you do end up harvesting in deer from the average because i butcher all my own okay from head to tail my favorite part is getting the family together after the fact and butchering and because mom's doing something fiance's doing something brother's doing something my dad and i are cutting up it's just a team effort get to be with the family and Oh, we're having deer steak tonight. So, right. So it's nice. That's yeah. my favorite part uh, is the family aspect of it. That's a that was a very Bull Mountain Brothers answered question. I would there. say so. Uh, yeah. It's right in line with what we what we think is the most important thing. I like that. I feel like it builds. Um, you're you're kind of like bringing that that animal to like more people. Like, yeah, you were the one who pulled the trigger, but you're you're offering. Speaking of pulling the trigger, have you guys heard of uh, Baird Arms? Right to bear? Right to bear. Oh, my God. See, that was such a beautiful tangent. I said the name wrong. What did I say? Right to bear? I don't know what you I think said. I said bear the same arms. thing. Bear yeah. arms. Whatever. Right to bear arms. Yes, I have heard of it. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about it, please, Sean? Were you, were you not prepared for this, Adderid? I was Adderid? not prepared for this. So, for the audience, I want you to know that Sean has been dreading this for some reason because he thinks he did such a terrible job last week. Now... We need to get feedback now on what's worse, him not being prepared to do the ad read or him flubbing through the ad read. Let's just, uh, I'm going to go to a black screen. for A black screen? Can you keep as, us can As you keep someone us who has been listening to the podcast for a while, um, this is worse. This is worse. Yeah. This is, it is worse. <laughs> what is, what, I wasn't paying attention. Your non-preparedness. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start printing out the scripts. And that way we can just. Toss hey, them I found it. All right, Sean. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. 
Yes, sir. Are you, are you ready? Yeah, we're ready. I guess. Okay. Wait, hold on. I still did it wrong. Okay. Why don't we just do this, Riley? Why don't you? Why don't you lead me back into it? Um, how did I do that? Um, uh, pulling the trigger. Speaking of pulling the trigger, can you tell us about our friends at? Uh... Yes, I can tell you about our friends. Why don't you redo that? I'm afraid to say the name wrong again. Speaking of pulling the trigger, have you heard of our friends at Right to Bear? I have, I have, I have heard about Right to Bear, and it, you know it was a great thing having Matt here last week to actually have somebody that uh, um, could speak on um, a real time the services offered by Right to Bear. Um, but if you guys didn't know, I'm saying I'm like Ramsey over here. Anyway, if you didn't know, Right to Bear is the leading self defense legal protection that you can count on. If the moment comes to defend yourself or your family, Right to Bear. Befo- provides the legal representation, expert witnesses, gun replacement, and even 24-hour hotline for your peace of mind. Exactly when you need it most. Sign up at protectwithbear.com and use promo code BMB10 for 10% off at sign up. With Right to Bear, you'll never defend your freedoms alone again. Join now with the promo code BMB10 at uh, protectwithbear.com. That is protectwithbear.com. Use promo code BMB10 for 10% off. That was great. Now, I will say, um, I have two things You want to derail me over I, here, no, producer? I, I have two things here. First thing the is... The whole um thing you were projecting on me. You were the first thing is, is we're all going to give Sean, um, out of 10, our scores for that one. I'm gonna give him a six and a half. Ramsey, four. Whoa, Levi, minus the intro, like the before the fact. Yeah, it was like a seven and a half. Yeah, what are you talking about? That was way better than next last. I thought you did great. It was better than last week's. Yeah. Now, now we we made. You know what I tried to do last week is I had my phone up like this, and and I was trying not. I was trying to like look at the camera and not read it, and then like obviously. We just became a like we just became good friends with the with the right to bear crew, and so exactly why I said their name wrong thirteen times. Yeah, and we should so, talk about that if you really want to get off of Sean's flub. I'm glad Matt came in and saved me last week. That was a uh, that was phenomenal. And Riley can't even say their names. So. Yeah, that's fine. That's my my most important job, and I can't even do it. So, but anyways, I also very good job. I, being, go I completely ra- I completely railroaded here? you. Let's talk about that. No, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I completely threw you under the bus. Yeah, but. you did because you're like, oh, by the way, and I'm like, uh, normally I have it pulled up, but I thought I didn't even think I was doing it this week. I thought it was you. Anyway, Sean, well, if you have to week. leave, I'll I'll ask Levi a question. Also, ahead, also, by the way, check out our great sponsors too over here with uh, the Right on Trek. Um, it's the meals ready. Ready to go. Best meals you can find. I promise. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing to say too, because somehow the uh, ad read we have for Right on Track just disappeared into the face of the earth. So there's a new one coming. Check them out. Yeah, we're right, gonna also get your Rocky Mountain horrified while I did that on the video version. Hey, hey, what do you mean? Hey, producer, did you find? What do you I'm, want? I'm pushing. I'm pushing right now. Oh, okay. Well, also, ask also, your question, producer. Also, don't forget to use the best hunting calls. That have ever been developed on the face of this galaxy. Am I taking a break and we're coming back? Rocky Mountain Hunt calls. No, Sean's just doing all his plugs right now. I am oh, plugging. Okay. Also, Venom Power Sports and Repair. <laughs> 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 what a plug that was. Thank you. Anyways, so Levi, we talked a little bit about your hunting, but I want to know how did it start from the very beginning? It's a very common question we ask here. Well, the. Very beginning for me, I remembered 
well, so I don't remember much. I just know that I was always hunting with my dad. My first memory of hunting with my dad was what sparked it because uh, this was in Saskatchewan and Saskatchewan harvest just monster mule deers, mm-hmm. monster whitetail. We had, I was very privileged to be a part of that. Um, I remember we were on top of a little coulee and there was a monster buck just raking. And my dad put it on him where it should be and boom, he came out and fell. And little me was just so excited. Two minutes later, a bigger one came out. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that was my that's my first memory of hunting. Really? It's the one that got away. And so ever since then it's just been just been wanting to wanting to get out there and just experience life and experience the hunting. Do you see yourself okay, so we've established the fact that you um I guess you're gonna be a camera guy for us now. That's happened on the podcast. Um so you're going to take that leap into probably spending more time in the woods this year than you did last year, potentially. Yes. Is getting back into your hunting roots and doing more of this something you plan on in your future? Like, Yeah. To a sure. point where you might even be able to spend money on doing this out-of-state stuff or out-of-country stuff? Yeah, for sure. Like, um, Not only does me tagging along with people help me, it it just, I enjoy it too. Because I can, I can tag along and then oh, hey, we should do this. I'm like, guys, no, like this is the right play here. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And then it, it works out or it doesn't work out. Oh, okay, that's something I need to do differently for the next guy or myself. So the whole time I'm learning. Well, and I, I think that hunting itself encompasses such a larger thing than killing an animal, which we've talked about a hundred times. The act of hunting is not killing. And I think that you're getting to hunt no matter what. Matt says that all the time when he talks about guiding. He gets to hunt... It, so many days in the year, he's just not pulling the trigger every time or the one that can pull the trigger. And I think that applies for your situation. Just exactly. Yeah. Well, I would like to see, hopefully in a couple of years or something, it'd be cool if you could do draw some sort of tag yeah. and, and do some hunting. That would be fun to take you out. And yeah. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but you guys don't have much, if not any elk where you're at, right? Oh my goodness. You do? Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. I thought, I really thought Alberta was like straight up just deer and moose. No, no. Okay, my bad, no, my bad. Oh, no, you're good. And kokanee. So, <laughs> kokanee beer, my man. You tried kokanee gold? I haven't yet, and I need to, okay? okay what is it, like a wheat? Well, it's just like... Just, <laughs> shut, just, just shut up, Riley. I, just shut up. When my parents come down next to I totally oh, meant a light gold. beer. Yeah. Kokanee gold. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I would love to try it. I really would. Um, What was I going to say here? Oh, so, okay, there is a lot of elk, apparently. A lot of elk, apparently. Um... Did you guys do any archery hunting over there early? Did you have you ever been able to be in the elk rut? Is what I'm getting at. Yes. Okay. Most most of my elk rut has been here though. Got like not technically guiding people, but guiding, being with them, yeah, being yeah. with people has been in the rut here. Okay. Back home, I've only ever tried um, archery handful of times. So I don't know if this question was asked to you while I was. Um, consulting with our uh, marketing manager over in the corner but uh which is himself um <laughs> <laughs> what is a like can you give me a breakdown i always ask people this from that like we've had uh trevor brook from the outdoor drive and stuff like that and like some other guys from out of state that um it's just interesting to me to learn processes of different hunting um seasons 
So you guys haven't talked about this yet, right? I just wanted to make sure I'm not just coming in double time here. But anyway, can you give me a breakdown month to month of what a season is and when it switches and things like that, like through like archery to rifle to muzzle loader to bird to like stuff like that. I mean, if, if you can, I mean, I'm yeah. say, you know, it's hard for me to so I'm, give I'm going to say season. it's very similar to Montana. Okay. Um, our archery runs um, September to October. Rifle is October to November. And the only reason I know it goes October, October 25th to November is because October 25th is my mom's birthday. So I miss it every year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. And then after that, you got some shoulder seasons, um, some specialty WMU tags. Which is that like a, that's like waste management stuff or like things like that? Kind of. He tried to. He tried for the acronym, but you fucked it up. Waste I didn't. I didn't even hear. I, I, I didn't I have, even hear. The, I have no idea what it stands for, but uh, I always apply for the WMU stuff back home because my elk, my elk season in the rifle and bow, they're not there. But in the WMU, which is December twenty fifth to January twenty fifth, they're there. Okay. And so then obviously bird is all the same because you follow the migratory patterns. Sure, sure. And then, um, and muzzleloader, uh, I don't know what it is in Montana, but muzzleloader, you can shoot same time as bow. So muzzleloader in Montana is December. It's after, right? It's after It's everything. December. After. It ends like on one my, week. it ends on my birthday. Is, is it like one or two weeks? So it's time? December 11th to the 18th. So no, I think it's like the fourth. I think it's two weeks. Well, anyway, it might be, be a week. I don't yeah, know. Any, anyway, I, I could be mistaken, but I think you can shoot muzzleloader with bow in the same Which state. makes sense because there is there is states in the U.S. that um, they do that because it's obviously uh, elk rut yeah. and things like that. So it's a lot. I mean, you're shooting. I mean, don't quote me on this, but like 100 yards is a long shot. That's a long muzzle. shot yeah. with muzzleloader, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that would make the most sense, which I always question why, not question, but wondered why Montana didn't have something like that. But that's just interesting to me. Um so were you, I mean, how many elk have you harvested in Canada? I'm coming up on 10. 10? And is it? Nine, nine or 10. Is that bulls and cows mixed? Just bulls. Just bulls? Okay. So is that like, a, are tags hard to come by? Same as here. There's, Same. There's over the counter and then there's draws. And yeah, you can, where I like to hunt was over the counter. Sure. Just buy your tag. Just has like a general tag. General yeah. general elk and it's three point or better and then you can buy a spike tag and all sure. that stuff. But um yeah. And then obviously you put in for your draw. Right. For right. whatever. And so does it uh does it shock you a little bit that uh which I'm sure you're aware of this, but there's a elk tag option that you can have in, in Montana to hunt from August fifteenth to February fifteenth with the same tag? No, because I had a buddy who got that tag. Really? And I, I was like, oh, well, I was like, hey, well, we got to get out there. If, if you got one season, it's, it's October 25th to here. Let's go. He's like, no, 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 we got time. <laughs> <laughs> we got Which you guys have hunted till February before. Okay. And I don't always, know if we've ever into February. Yeah, you did February one time, I oh. want to say. He's going to have to go back and look but at But I feel pictures. like it was like, we'd be like ice fishing. And then you get like kind of tired of ice fishing for like a month or like four weeks. I do remember around. doing that. Though. And then you're like. I guess we could go hunt elk this weekend. We did that one weekend. Him and I we were like, "All right, let's go." That was your birthday weekend. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to the pond, 
and ice fish. And we did. And then we're like, let's go stay in a wall tent and go elk hunting the next morning. And it was the dumbest decision I've ever made in my life because it was negative 30 degrees outside in that wall tent. And I mean, obviously we've told this story on the podcast, but it's funny that those seasons overlap because like, I mean, when that had to have come out in the last two to three years. That, What's that? The extended seasons? Yeah. Well, shoulder started probably. For, the latest we ever hunted was January 8th. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you could have. I mean, and, that's and you're thinking thing. of it. It, no, we went to a different lake, and the wind blew us across the oh, lake. Oh, right, yes. That and that night we went to Cabela's because we were gonna go. Uh, we were gonna go buy more um, ice fishing stuff, and I was like looking through my wallet, and I saw the tag, and I was like, "Wait a second. I was like, I can elk hunt right now. I was like, Sean, we need to see if this is still. Um, we need to see if they still have like these elk tags because it was a surplus tag. Yeah, no, because you turned and looked at me while you were in line, and you were like. You want to go shoot an elk tomorrow? And I was like, I straight up, yeah. I was like, I like had to tell the lady where to find it, and she found it. And I'm like, I guess we're going elk hunting. It was over the counter, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I guess what my question was getting at is that August 15th had to been like that was in the last two. To that three was years. last year. It was last year. Yeah, yeah. which because before that it was just rifle season. And was your right? question to him more or less like, does it shock you that like we have a hundred? The season that is, long. is so yeah. long. Yes, and because no. yeah. like we've always thought it like. It seems like it adds way too much extra stress onto, especially cows of all. That's of six all months. Of being able to get well, and then, you, and then you look at, I hate to get into this, but I mean, at the same time, it's like you look at the um, pregnancy cycle of cows too in that. And it's like, well. And that's why I always always stay away shoot from February because it bugs the shit in, out of I mean, me. if you shoot something in December, I would say it's, you know. You're not gonna be able to tell. Whatever. I mean, the like one January, that, the February. One that I, shot, I mean, it gets in. How long is a cow elk pregnant for? Google, I think they're gonna start dropping. Google March, guy. March or April, right? It's a, it's start of April. They're almost a full term in the February. I want to say no, not full term, but like I know. I thought it was like four or five. Dad or has told months. me stories about when they used to do the gardener hunts in yeah. February, and you guys would shoot elk and you would cut them open and there'd be like late pretty, May or June. Okay, well, is when they birth. Wow, but, but I mean, still a couple months but they away have from a gestation that. period of two hundred and fifty days. So it could be two months before so that. What is two? What? Wow. So basically, they can have a baby from December till June. Yeah. So like that's what I'm saying. His dad would tell me there'd be like guys that would cut them open. There'd be almost fully formed calves inside of them. So that, yeah, six. And months. that would always that would. I just like I have a thing like where I get like really emotional with like. Yeah, young animals getting killed. Like I don't know what it is, just because like I feel like like it's the same thing I get with my dog who's six, who's who's dying. Like it's just they didn't live enough of a life. I feel like you know. But you also got to think like they're rutting in September, which means they're pregnant in either September, October, right? Because I mean, like I just don't know what the full term on it. I don't think it's nine months. No, it's six. Six. Okay. Two hundred fifty. Isn't that the same as a dog too? No dogs are no, short. Dogs are short. They're like two, three months. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. If even do you want a cat? I think they're less. Rabbits are even less than that. They're just like the next day. There's a rabbit. <laughs> 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 they hatch an egg. <laughs> what is uh, it a? Is it a? Is it a chicken? No, is it a cat that, that, egg? Is, that is, and that is something that I feel like. I mean, I always think is that about a Canadian joke. I missed yeah. it. So. Now, what is a joke? I don't get it. <laughs> Sean said laid an egg, and I said, is it a Cadbury egg? Oh. Oh, oh, oh don't get me started with Cadbury <laughs> eggs. And we're, you know why we can't have them in the States? Because people choke on them. Yeah, you know why? It's because American babies. 
stupid. You know what I heard? This is what I heard from all the 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 freaking canads that I played hockey with in college. It's because American children are dumb. Agreed. This is why we can't have the toys. Yep. In the oh no, that's the, not that's not a Cadbury. That's a Kinder Egg. Yeah, Kinder, Kinder Egg Kinder with Egg. the toys in them. Yeah. What are the ones that are like fermented for like forever? And like you have uh, like a chicken inside of them. Oh, that's a ch- that's a chicken egg. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> you never seen people eat that. Like when you when you crack it open, it's like all jellified, and there's like a little bird. That's in there. an Asian Asian egg. Yeah, it's like they make. That's an Asian egg. Well, no, they they <laughs> ferment them in vinegar and salt, and then it dissolves the yeah it dissolves the shell, and then yeah. I, I I think I've seen that on like Fear Factor or like Survivor. That's why I brought that up. Well, yeah. Well, I think that um. Pretty much encompasses. We got some good Canadian info there. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Yeah. Do you have anything for us? I was just gonna ask you guys. Do you guys want like? Do you guys have any questions for me about anything? Like anything in particular? Um. That. I mean, I pretty pretty much rocked a good amount of the questions I had. I want to know what the what what is the ecosystems like up there that you're hunting? Identical to here, a little more rugged. I would I would say like um deeper into the Rockies. Yeah, it's just more rugged. Uh how can I it's like the the Jackson Hole, like sure. that that mm. ecosystem. The T Where my mind was on what Canada looks like is well, so far off. I mean I thought everything above us was like because everything I told you about Canada was I know, but like pots. I'm basing my mind off like the prairie pots and stuff, like all the because I watched like I, what I, I just we're said. big waterfowl guys, so mm-hmm. like that's what I'm basing my mind off of. Okay. But I guess like it's just like the United States. There could be all kinds of different terrain. I would say Alberta's like Montana. You got prairie, you got a little bit of desert, you got some mountains, you got it all in Alberta. I would say that's That makes sense. Yeah. The Rocky Mountains. Yeah. I mean from the Canada that I like the the areas that I've seen in Canada and stuff like that. Have you ever been? Oh, several times. I've never been. Several. Not one time, eh? <laughs> what are uh, what accent was that? Because it wasn't I Canadian. Know. I don't know. Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, that was a little. Soda. Are you from Duluth? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What are the numbers like up there? Like herd wise, depends where you're at. Like you can get some. I worked on a ranch. Sean, questions are. That's a stupid question, Sean. <laughs> that, no, that's that a, that's a good. That's a valid. That question? a stupid question. How many elk up there have a spot on their ass? That, that's what. That, <laughs> to to, no, get, to, your, to get to your question, um, depends where you're at. I worked on a ranch where we had a, th- a thousand head of elk cycle the whole ranch, but then where I like to hunt, it's it's a good day if you see five. Okay. And then in places it's like just bulls, just cows. Then there's other places where it's all together. Right. Which I think I would easily compare to. The, the you know seeing the five elk or whatever where you guys hunt in the mountains here have you been with them up to the mountains where these guys hunt yet uh, nobody's yeah. uh, going to <laughs> okay so i would say i would say that's very similar to there and then where like i it's hunt funny because it's like a massive herd that goes through there and it's like we see like this much of them where where i elk hunt would be very similar to the other the alternative i mean it's just very I mean, like you said, it's like circulating herds. Canadian Montana, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Canadian Montana. Alberta Canada. is Alberta is the Montana. Hey, of don't Canada. forget about Alberta beef. Brother. What, what would be the California of uh, Ontario? Okay, yeah. there, there's one in one in every crowd. Wait, you cut that out. <laughs> just gets all this. It gets canceled. Quebec. First time on a podcast, he's canceled. <laughs> 
This won't be the last time you're on here. Um, whatever. I can film it too. Fair. <laughs> Sounds like uh, we. He's really embraced the camera. <laughs> we might have found him. Found ourselves a camera guy. Look right there. That thing right in front of Ramsey. That yep. is your new baby. That is your new friend. baby. Yeah. Unless it's with me and Matt, but it's only worth. It's Why only it worth. I have the like most opportunity for twelve. The best films. So. You can take those two. No. Can I? Happening. Can I give a shout out? And because this is a hunting podcast, it can be. I proposed to my fiance while hunting. Wow! wow really? Yeah. I shushed her because we didn't get anything yet. <laughs> I actually really like that. That's really cool. That is. It's way cooler than yours. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just totally joking. I'm just totally joking. It was really cool. It was way, way cooler than his. Ah, what are you ah. laughing at? <laughs> cooler than yours? I'm not close to 30. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Well, if we're digging on Riley here. Yeah, go ahead. Let's open. It's open range. Okay. Levi, join in. Take your hat. Ramsey's deer was bigger, me, you know bigger than that one. What's that? Ramsey's deer was bigger than that one. That's all right. For some reason, I put a small bull in my arm, too. That's cool. But I have a huge bull on my shoulder. You do? Maybe you'll shoot one like that someday. What are the, oh, what's no. the over-under on you shooting a bull this year? Uh, Sean, give me a percent. Sean, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I, I mean. 17%. I am the percentage Really? That's the here. percentage you're giving yourself? I, I would. Uh, I would. Erase off the chalkboard. What Here's, you just sorry said. to interrupt Sean again. Yeah, go ahead. Are you sure. higher or low? I want I want Sean to do percentages for everyone in the room. Everyone in the room right now? Levi zero. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that one right. Okay, wait, okay. wait, hold up. So for you, have Levi do it. Have Levi no. Okay. So does everyone here have an elk tag? Yeah. Yeah. Uh or yes. let's get specific with that. I have two guys have, have general tags. They have general over the counter. I have a special draw tag. Special draw tag. So, okay. So. Can I can I get some where at? Like just general area? Rallies is very eastern Montana. Sean's and southeastern. mine are no. where we're hunting is Yours going is to be. But mine is similar to where you like. It's the same kind of terrain that you guys were just in. Okay. Uh, ours low, is, ours, ours is, is statewide, but we're going to be hunting central Montana, central western, like, south southwest, mountainous, north, true mountains. Okay, I'm going to throw out largest elk herd in Montana. Okay, I'm going to throw out thirty-seven percent for you too. No, that's higher than I would have put it. And that well, I'm gonna be there filming. So <laughs> yeah, he's good luck. He was good luck. He's my to Canadian be fair, good luck. He was good luck to you last year. I Both have, of my I biggest have... animals, my antelope and my deer, he was there for. And wait, then, he's got, we gotta have a lot of build up here. So switch to yeah. Him. I'm listening. Let, get a lot of build up. And then uh, for Riley here, uh, I'm. Does that herd come out of Yellowstone or where uh, they no. come out of? No, it's they're local. They're a local herd, but then it's probably gonna be around. Thir- 31, 32%. Okay. Now, I think those that was this is going to be a fun conversation. Okay. What do you he, That's with his that's with zero knowledge of either area. What do you guys and I'm going to stay out of this conversation. No, I want you to say what you think. No, I, special I, I guest on the podcast right now. I want to hear. And, why don't uh, why don't you come over here, buddy? Holy shit. Holy shit. Special guest here. You want to come sit on my lap? Can can I throw out the w- one thing that I know about elk hunting? Yeah. Is one in seven people generalized? Let's hear this. Get an elk. Now, but I want to say true. that the Montana. Is it more than that? I think it's less. No, I think it's, it's less. What, what was what is that percentage? One out of it's seven. One out of seven. Come on, guys. We have some math guys. It's here. less than ten percent. Yeah. Oh wait, no. It's more. No, than it's, it's a little bit more. It's I like, think. I think it's like four, four, four or thirteen. 13. What, what, what is the um? 
the success rate for archery in Montana, do you know, Matt? I want to say it's like less than 20% or less than 15. Yeah. So this, this is actually super interesting here. So you just missed this. So Levi did a percentage of uh, Ramsey and I's elk spot and Riley's elk spot for uh, who's going to shoot elk this year. And he was 37 for us, 31 for him. With zero knowledge. With zero knowledge. Just so based I, off I want to hear yours for all of us. Percentage of Ramsey and I shooting an elk and Riley shooting an elk. And this also figures in um, ability. Mm. Are you talking to shoot one or opportunity to shoot one? No, to actually kill an elk this year. He's he's really thinking about this. He's really grinding this I, one I, I'd say... Because he doesn't know how to answer me. I'm telling you that's what it is. Because there's another factor that goes into this that we talked about last week that I know he's thinking about. I'd say 40 on Riley and 75 on you guys. All right. Wow. Was I was I low? I thought both of you were fucking extremely high. I'm I was like going to say, yeah, I was going to say like Ramsey and I, like I, I would probably put us like at a max. 15%. Yeah. 15 to 20. I mean, yeah, we like low a, expectations. High reward. We killed elk there last year, but still it's archery yeah. season and it's, it's just a different animal. Here's the other thing though. You're going into this place and I'm not trying to talk myself up at all, but I have knowledge of this place for 15 years if not more and that's kind of a game changer because whether or not i know where the elk are i know if we find them and they head somewhere i know where they're going right now if you go to matt's alternative question there on opportunity versus success rate we have a flip-flopped much greater flip-flops i'm a, we're going to be at about 100 percent success where you guys might be at well, the I mean the fifty. Game, I mean, the the problem is is like not the problem, but the solution to this answer is like you guys could either see the most elk you've ever seen in your entire lives or not. And for us, it's like we're going into it thinking we're probably not going to. There's going to be more, which I think is more not seeing elk than there will that, be seeing. Yeah. That's. I disagree with you guys. I I think you guys are going to see. I guarantee. Without a doubt, you guys will see elk every day. The difference, the reason I gave you guys such a high success rate on it is because whether it's a spike or a 400-class bull, you guys are going to let an arrow fly. True. True. Can you shoot spikes up there? Mm, some areas. Some areas. Yeah, I think you're right. I do remember that. Some's brow tine and some's... Just general. Yeah. That was an interesting tangent to go off on. I think it was kind of fun, though. Just to, like... Because he's, he's basing all of his knowledge off of... He's never been to either location. Habitat. That's super off cool. Off of Habitat That's ecosystem. super cool. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. It is. I mean, to have an, like, an outside looking in on something like that, because, like, obviously, he's never been... Uh, by the way, also, uh, Levi, Matt, Matt, Levi. Matt, I'll shake. And another thing, too... Everywhere you hunt, you hunt differently. And so as an, as an outsider looking in, I'm trying to see like, because your terrain is going to be similar to what where we were. Oh, yeah. It's, it's lowland prairies, rolling mountains, coolies. There is opportunity there. There's lots of opportunity. It depends how you hunt it. And then for you guys, if you're more rugged in that 
Western, Central, Western area, there's, there is lots of opportunity if you do it right. At the same time, if the elk aren't there, they're not there. Yeah, because you guys there. are hunting hundreds of thousands of acres of potential herd. And the other thing that we have that you guys kind of don't really have, we have to factor in other people. Yes. That's true. That people is, suck. But, but, but as we talked before, you guys are going to have a different strategy and you're going to get off. You're going to get off the, uh, the main main roads and the main trails and you guys are going to bushwhack that's why that's why i gave you guys such a high success rate because you guys are going to be in the middle of everything while everyone else is pushing game pushing too the, the more people are out there the better off you are it's the same thing as when you go into like gardner you get off the trail 500 yards you got elk you stay on that trail you don't see nothing yeah all right, now that we've successfully added the Matt back to the equation, you have a mic over there, by the way. It's not. You just got to set it. Our, oh, our, produ up our producer can get his get the XLR hooked up though, real quick, while we keep talking. But I the the thing that I look at with this with this mountain range, um, is like I've hunted there, and I just feel like when you look like if you were to straight up walk up and look into the gates of a mountain range. It's like all of the opportunity is there, but your persistence has to be so high in order for it to pay off at the end. And the problem that I see with it is, like Ramsey said, there is a ton of, I mean, we are hunting public land, so we're going to run into other people. Now, I like to justify myself by saying that I want to do more than the average hunter. I want to like put myself in scenarios where I can go out and go to places that somebody that goes up there for a, you know, two days on a weekend won't do. But I mean, at the end of the day, that's probably not the right thing to say because there's plenty of other people out there that are just as passionate as I am. That'll go out and do that. kind. That's of That's true. But at the same time, I feel like, um, yeah, Ramsey's really just going ham right now. Yeah, on, he is. I'm trying to get everyone back into the group here. Now I got to get scooped closer. This is kind of interesting. This is the first oh. time we've ever had someone come in mid podcast, but, um, can I pop in there with, um, so you're saying about it's public land. So you're going to have other people there. Um, and last week on the podcast, I remember you guys talking about sleeping with the elk, sleeping with the bugles. I did that last year with the guy and we got in 50 yards on a bull and we were waiting for a step out. He was going to pull public land spooked the bull. There was another guy down the draw coming up, spooked the bull and who knows? That could have worked for someone else on the other side of the ridge where that elk went to. Right. But for us, it was ruined. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Which is probably your biggest, I would say, um, hardship that you're going to have to encounter is other people. Oh, for sure. And, you know, we expect that because, I mean, we went through that last year at elk camp, um, even in rifle season running into, I mean, we saw a lot of people, but maybe this is just a naive thing that I have that I just, I just really don't think public land in the area that we're at. There's a lot of people doing, um, an extreme amount of, I mean, there is, there's obviously guys out there that go out and, you know, they're crazy about it just like we are and go out and do it. But I just, I kind of put that number. I mean, as the percentage guy, I put that number very low 
for guys to go out and want to do exactly what the two of us and well now the three of us are going to want to do to be able to successfully harvest an animal um, in elk or archery elk season. And I mean, like I said, that could just be naive, naive of me, but maybe I'm not wrong. Maybe I'm so far from being right that uh, it's going to shock me, but can I hit you with a theory real quick? I think that what hunting boils down sometimes, if you're as serious as like, you're talking about you're a very serious hunter, which we all would say we're all pretty much in here, very big outdoorsmen very interested in what we do. We put a lot of effort into it. I've always looked at hunting and especially in the last six or seven years as a game of percentages, right? And all you're doing at all the times is trying to hire your percentage of opportunity and, and (coughs) chances, whether that's like getting a tag that has a high percentage draw rate, right? Getting or over the counter, whatever, right? Getting into an area that has more like, all you're doing is upping your percentage. And what you do by getting off the trail, getting into the woods, is just upping your your opportunity percentages all the time. I don't think it makes you more serious of a hunter or anything like that. You're just more willing right. to up your percentages for more success. Just like when me and Matt do different stuff. We're, we're putting ourselves in positions to have higher percentage of success rate. Um, not that we're any more serious than the next guy. I mean, we're, we're pretty serious. We spend a lot of days in the woods, just like you guys do. But I think that at the end of the day, you're just doing whatever. Like, even like, think about your bow. You just put a new string on it. You're hiring your percentages of yeah, that's successful two, That's two percent. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> uh, so, so you're at 40 or whatever it is. <laughs> well, you know, th- now that Matt's here, I actually have a really good crush- question to ask him because, um, <clears throat> so, Sean's you got as a garbage can underneath you as a guy that has outfitted and guided for I mean shit how many years has it been like 30 20 something 32 okay so as a guy that has 30 32 years on on private land what do you see as the benefit on public like what are the benefits that you can see of it ooh that's a hard question um well, well, the benefit you guys have is Ram- Ramsey, like you just said, has 15 years of experience in that that area. I mean, he, he knows that area inside and out. Like he said, if if the elk go one way, he knows where to cut them off. So you already have a advantage there. The, the, the second advantage is it's an advantage and a disadvantage is other hunters is because is, is of the fact that they can screw your hunt up like they did you guys, or they can benefit you. I mean, right. you could have been the guy on the other side of the hill. Right. That they bumped you right too, yeah. Yeah, which is true. I mean, you always got to think about that as a in, in public land to be able to, you're basically overcoming adapting the, a lot of s- different scenarios. The coolest thing about public land, though, I think is when you guys harvest the bull on public land, I think it's more of a statue deal where you can right. pump your chest out a little bit more than private land. Because private land, you know, there's elk there. Public land, I mean, you got to hunt your ass off. Not saying that we don't hunt our ass off, but but when you shoot a big bull on public land, I mean, it's it, you got a little bit more bragging rights than Riley's going to have. Yeah, I would say. <clears throat> I would agree with that for sure. 
but we also talked about doing that too. We want to get a big bull on on the ranch we're hunting, and then we want to focus on getting a public public land elk. Yeah, you're just kind of like taking them souls, man. Taking like uh, what's the the movie the like the Avengers taking the stones, man. You're just trying to get yeah. You're getting all the infinity stones out yeah, there. Exactly. You're just yeah. trying to. You gotta always challenge yourself. I think we're all. Were you an athlete in school? I was. I, I just. I figured you're a pretty fit looking dude. Even in college, no, no homo. Yeah, but. I, I played college hockey. Okay, very cool. Oh, so you're Sean. Oh, Kimberley. so you're not an athlete. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you like to drink beer. <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, whoa. That no, was directed more towards you. Than I know it was, it was but <laughs> fucking figure it out. All right. So you have grown up a very similar way that we have. Yep. You like to be challenged. Yes. I think the same thing with hunting. Like, I don't think we would do it anymore if there wasn't a thing that always drove you in a challenging way. Like, I know there's a lot of people that go out there every year and they just want to shoot shoot deer, right? Just but pull there, the trigger. There's something within, I think, a certain group, and I think we all fit in that group, where there has to be some sort of challenge every year. Yeah. And I think that um, that just falls in line with what we've talked about in the last couple of weeks is just, you know, there's going to be different stepping stones for our mentalities, I guess. I mean, definitely. If you can't tell, we're just full blown. Can't get elk off our mind because we've been talking no, about a lot. It, we can't. Well, I I truly can't because after restringing my bow, I mean, I I, I picked mine up today. By the way, well, I, well, 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 I shot I, mine over the weekend. And I I think the other cool thing is is I mean I've only known you for what a year, Sean. Two years, I guess. Going yeah, on two. yeah, going on two. And uh, just the amount I've watched you grow over the last two years from when you first started hunting. You knew the talk, but you really didn't know the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now now you can call better, you're hunting better, you're shooting better. And it's just just stuff that that adds, like you were saying, it's just another stepping stone to be better. Yeah, oh yeah. You know? The addiction and, uh, is real. I mean the, I really it, wish it's Matt another badge on the sash. It, I wish Matt would have been here when we were talking to Levi about like because so Levi is a Canadian citizen. He doesn't hunt in Montana. Okay. He's very interested in going along. Like he he was there when Ramsey shot his mule deer, um, and then they just went shed or they went to put cameras up this weekend. Um, so they have a lot of experience just kind of doing a little bit outdoors together. And I asked him, I was like, "Well, what's it like for you? Like, what is your driving motivation for? Um, you know, you you can't hunt. Like, what's your? It, it's it's the exact line of what you talk about all the time." when you're guiding you get to hunt every single day you're just not the one pulling the trigger and you, and he relates a lot in that way he, he gets just as excited to go out and and hunt with all these guys just to experience it. i'd rather wake up at 5 a.m and go hunt or go watch and hike and help than not i guess yeah sure. well in all honesty like for me i'm more excited to hunt with you this year than i was last year to be honest with you and i think it's just because i don't have a tag so i don't have that Weighing over your head. That sure. I got to pack a bow. I got to do this. Mm -hmm. Now I can yeah. be a camera guy and actually guide you. You know what I mean? Do you, do you think that it's going to be a little bit more laid back though? Because I feel like there was such a pressure for us last year to to just get it done. You know what I mean? That like it was just a constant. I don't know. I just feel like this year it's going to be more like we can just sit back and banter and come up with plans. Well, 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 and I, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, and no. I, I think we're going to do a lot more physical work this year than we ever have. Yeah, which I think is going to be fun. But Who's I, I think the, the boats. I think the the part that's going to be more laid back is not having to worry about getting to camp. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
you know, we got to leave. We know we got an hour and a half drive back down the ranger. We got a half an hour walk out. We got to cook dinner. We got to do this. And along the same lines of like, you made a big point last week and I guess we're kind of re talking about the exact same stuff. And I, I don't want to get too far into it, yeah. but I, I think that like you said last week, now that I'm, I own my own company, self-employed, it's such a different aspect mentally of what we have, what we can accomplish. You know, we can spend a couple of days or however long we want, you know, but like when you're in the, okay, let's say we can hunt Saturday, Sunday before, right? That Saturday, Sunday, it's got to be like, you got to get it done. Like you got to get into the spots. You got to make your opportunities. <clears throat> you know, this time we can just like we've been talking about, we could spend three straight days sleeping in elk if we wanted to. Did you, Matt, did you ever have that like last year? Because uh, Riley wasn't where he was at now um, as far as a career. Did you ever have those like times when you guys were out where it was like, yeah, you know, Riley may have took a Friday off and then you had Saturday, Sunday to hunt and it was like, shit, you were in the elk Sunday, but he had to go back Sunday night. Were you ever like, gosh, I just wish you could stay here, dude. I know we could get it done tomorrow. Yes. The day we left and we seen the big bull on the fence line. No, yeah. had him have you ever heard that story? We, we would have had him that day had you not had to get back. Yeah. So that was... um. Actually, I don't know if that's how the story went. Well, 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 well that's how the story went because the storm came in and we were scared about being snowed in yeah. because you had to get to work. Had right. Had if we could spend job, a week. <laughs> we could have said, screw it. If we get snowed in for three days, sorry, a big deal. You, know? you probably don't know much about this story, but there, that season, we went hard. We went we went super hard. That was 2019. Yeah. 20, One of those years. 18, um, 19, I'm almost. We five. went hard, right? And... We were in elk a lot. That was the year that I shot the one. Couldn't find it, right? Um, there was a bull out there. Easy 400 plus. We, we, I don't remember what we called it. He was, he was a a seven, huge seven that was like the whitest horns you've ever seen on a, on a living elk. And we saw him half a dozen times. And it was always at the, you know, we actually saw him the night, you know, the story we tell all the time about the, uh, the scary night that we had out there. We saw him that night. We saw him just several times and it was that Matt shot his bull that's on the wall in here right as we're leaving that that day that was the last day we could hunt on the season we're leaving the property and we look out the, and, and it was a weird like they were not normally where he was at because what pushed him down there was the was the snow and the weather so it was in a much different place than we'd been seeing him but we're leaving the property look out the side of the window of the truck and here he is right where we were going to probably hunt. The snow came in hard that night, then it started raining. Or it rained really hard first, then it started snowing. And Dave was there, of course, and I mean, if if it trickles a little, I mean, uh, there's a cloud coming, you got to get off the ramp. Yeah, there's so. a cloud coming in two days, you better. <laughs> you better run. And But we decided that night, we're like, well, we're, we're going to bag it in the morning. Yeah. So we slept in, had breakfast. It was about 9.15 when we left. 10 o'clock, between 9, 15 and right. 10. And he just came through the hole in the fence and the pickup spooked him and they went, ran the fence line down. But we would have had that bull had we hunted that morning and not worried about being snowed in. And last year was the first year I would say that um, we didn't have that problem just because for some reason, all the, it was like Saturday, the elk were always like, we always got an elk on Saturdays. I don't know, like the year before it was like Sundays and Friday nights and it just changes every year. But last year we didn't really have that problem. Um, and we actually had a couple random, like Matt would ended up having to stay at the ranch for like 10 days or seven days or something like that. Cause he was cutting corn. And so like Ramsey and I would come up after work 
like we would come up hunt the evening and then go back to work in the morning so like last year it wasn't as much of a problem but yeah there yeah there was definitely has been times in our life where if we probably could have stuck it out another day or two that we were in them because you know you think about that you you come in on a friday night thursday night whatever it is you have done all of the information gathered all the information that you can and you're finally getting into that position come two or three days and then you got to leave so well, on the biggest difference was if you recall riley back then we had no cameras i mean you couldn't use cameras you had to yank them remember yeah they just passed the law here what three years ago or two years ago yeah mm-hmm. and uh so you say we were in the elk every Saturday, and then sometimes it was Sunday. I mean, we could have been, had we had cameras, we were getting on, you know, Tuesdays was the day to be there, Thursday. Right. We didn't have we didn't have the technology, which is crazy to say in five years, how, how much shit's already changed in five years. Just think how much better it's going to be in another five or how much worse it's going to be in five. Good point. That's actually funny you bring that up. We actually had kind of a similar conversation earlier. Yes, we did. Because Levi had talked about he never uses cameras. Which he considers there's the way a, he hunts is a little more difficult. There, yeah, there's a benefit to it. Oh, for there's, sure. There's I wouldn't. Benefit. I wouldn't yeah. disagree with that at all. But uh, yeah, I, I think that um, you run into that though, even being self-employed too. You really do because it's like you know, I've been I've been self-employed now for going on five years, and still in that amount of time that I've been seriously hunting the last, I would say almost four. It's like, uh, well, no, four, almost five, I guess, years. Uh, it's like still, like, even if you're self-employed, it's like you're so, you can get so down on yourself, you know, in a scenario and you're like, gosh, these elk just aren't paying off here. You know, this, the, I can't find these deer and it's stuff like that. And you bag it. And then it's like, you have that thought in the back of your mind. You're like, what would have happened if I would have just stayed, you know? And then you have those in- instances where somebody, especially like public land hunting, that you know a guy that was up there or something and he shoots something the day that you were driving back. Oh yeah. And you're like, what the what hell? What a glorious thing it would be though if you could hunt like for two straight weeks. You, how about just I not, always how about tell, just hunt 90 days a year? That would be fantastic. Yeah. I always tell like when dad drew this tag this year, I always I keep telling him like, man, if you could just hunt for 10 days straight, I guarantee we could we could get you an elk. Even yeah. a week straight, you know? Um well, that's the same thing that we've told the guys that hunt out there that I mean, look at Mike. He was there for 23 days straight. Remember that? Mm-hmm. We're like, you need to go home now. I mean, <laughs> enough's enough. Go home. But uh, he kept going from s- switching like we did, you know. I'm like, if you just sit in this blind right here, you'll shoot one. I, I can't tell you if it'll be today, tomorrow, or in a week. But if you sit here and you have 20 days to sit in the same spot, you're going to kill an elk. Yeah, there's no two ways. Isn't that a it. hard? Isn't that a hard thing to comprehend? It is. And though, as a, as a, as the actual guy getting ready to draw back or pull now, the trigger. Now, 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 for me, it's easy to comprehend because I'm not dropping that dough on the hunt. Right. You know. Now, 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 when I went to Texas and hog hunted, I was the same way. Well, uh, fuck, them guys are shooting them over there. So, at lunch, I went to that spot. Well, then they shot goddamn hogs in my spot. Had mm-hmm. I just, you know. Yeah, but when you're paying that kind of money, and I mean that was an expensive hunt, but it was my first guided hunt that I went on, and uh, but I was the same way. I mean, no, I want to, I want to go to where everyone else is seeing them, you know, and uh, I ended up not getting one. But I would think that like our our scenario is so much different now than it was back back in what you're talking about. Like, I don't think 
like obviously we're not going to switch up a lot that's been a big plan of ours but at the same time i think that where we're going to hunt we're just going to be in such a like and we're gonna be on our feet like such a big area that like it's not going to matter if we cover ground like we're just going to be i don't know i just think our experience is so much better if that makes sense like like our knowledge of like comfortability with each other and and also our knowledge of like calling what to do when to not do it all that stuff like makes it so like we if we if we really wanted to we could switch places compared to five years ago well well the thing is is i don't have to talk to you i can look look at a spot and you already know that's where i want yeah right you know we're six years ago it was like god damn it riley get behind me you know you, <laughs> right you're standing on the ridge line we need to be on the bottom you know and uh but like i told sean it's just growth i mean right you know compared to where sean was four years ago to, to now and Ramsey and I mean them two hunt good together, and uh, I mean if all four of us went out, I guarantee it would take probably three to five seasons before we'd have the same exactly that them two have exactly. And I agree completely. And now I think you throw something else into the into the into the equation here. Now, now you got like let's let's just say everything develops how we want it to develop, right? You become a cameraman. We go from there. Your guys are going to have an interesting relationship figuring out how you can run with each other in that aspect too because you're going to have to figure out how you handle yourself and how you guys handle yourself with a cameraman too i think it's going to be really interesting no definitely and you know after going out um this last weekend with levi doing cameras and stuff like that he definitely strikes me as somebody who's like ready to ready to just go i mean he's just like what like he's Somebody is like, I want to hike up to the top of that mountain. He ain't going to look at me and go, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, he he strikes me as a guy that's like, yep, let's do it. Wherever you want to go, let's go. And uh, which I think, I mean, if we're looking, like I said, we're not obviously interviewing for camera guys or anything <laughs> like that. But just one of those things we are. I mean, if we already hired ones. Yeah, we already, we, through this podcast, we've already uh, ended up hiring a camera guy. But I mean, as far as the interview process went, I think you blew that out of the water. But uh, I, I think that we could gel really well together, especially. Um, and that, and the good thing is, is too, is because like you know the property that we went out on, like you've been on, but you don't necessarily know it the great, the, the greatest. And you were never like somebody that would reach up and go. No, I think we should go over there. I think we should put a camera here. I think, you know, like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I I, I think he would fit in really well, especially going to this new area and being like, yeah, like boy, they, you guys are the, you guys are in charge of where we go because Ramsey knows where to go and uh, stuff like that. And it's like, let's just, let's do it. Constructive criticism is always welcome though. Yeah. Yeah. But flip the switch then. I take you guys in Canada. Yeah. You guys are going to be like, hey, Levi, where are we going? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. I'm excited to see how it shakes out. I think that um, with what we've, and I guess you've been listening to the last couple of podcasts, so you know that we're putting a major push towards having hunting film content. Yes. So uh, this is going to be a big help in our future, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I really hope that it's one of those things that we've dreamt about, we've put on paper, and that we're going to accomplish, right? Yes. Some things don't always get accomplished, and you know we're not perfect. Um, the wheel's always spinning over here at BMB. Yeah. So. And so I'm excited to see how that turns out. Do you have anything for us before I... Yeah, I have one question. It's Mike, right? Matt. Pardon? Matt. Matt. Um, Matt. As someone who guides, so guiding someone is a lot different than filming them. Is Absolutely. It? So how, for, for me, thinking about it, I'm like, oh, well, how am I going to get the shot but not 
ruin it. Are you, what's your thoughts on that? How are you? Well, well, we've done a lot of camera cues out there. Oh, okay. You know, we've, I don't know. I think Dave's, we've recorded probably 13 to 15 hunts mm -hmm. on the property. As far as the camera guy goes, I mean, you, you have to be able to still stay camouflaged, but you got to still be able to move. You got to be able to pan, pan around the whole time, zoom in on the animal, you know, 400 yards away coming in. But also in like a, like, like the best camera guy I ever seen was Wes Hickson's guy. They, they wounded a lion in Africa. The guides went in to get it and the lion came out and attacked them and he wasn't, but maybe 13 to 14 inches away from the whole thing and never dropped the camera and ran, filmed it. And I guess as a camera guy, you got to be able to, even in the hardest spots, you got to be able to just keep the camera rolling. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know, if something's happening, like if a mountain lion jumps out and attacks Sean, you better be getting that shit on camera. <laughs> 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 so and hoping that Ramsey's somehow saving Sean. At the lion to get off him. I mean, you film that shit and let Ramsey take care of the, <laughs> yeah. the lion off him or I'm digging the good. grave. Which is a big thing we've talked it. about. Like it's it's film it's it's film like. Camera has to be that's on. Good. It's like it's like the old Michael Jordan saying: "You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take." That's not Michael. So, oh, Jordan. that's Wayne Gretzky. That's Wayne fucking Gretzky. Whatever, guys. You're talking I, I've to seen, hockey players. I've seen, Are you kidding me? I've seen. I just seen a poster with Michael Jordan in that saying. Are you absolutely kidding me? Uh, I just think right it's now? funny that I was wrong, but um, regardless, <laughs> the saying <laughs> that we've all heard because everyone's heard that saying. Am I wrong? Who said it? Uh, Tiger Woods. Larry Bird. Glinsky. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> It's the same thing with camera. If you don't have the camera on the action, you're never going to get it. Um, the way that I've always interpreted camera work is like kind of how we do any kind of calling, right? If you've got a guy that's, uh, even when we are guiding, so like let's say we're turkey hunting, right? You're always with the guys until you can get to a location you can set up, right? So the guys are going to go forward and you're going to call. As far as setting up, I, uh, I mean, the best advice I can get you is always get high as, as high as you can. I mean, like when we were hunting them turkeys for uh, Walmart outdoors, we had a guy climb up in a goddamn tree in the cottonwood tree to get the shot, you know. And uh, the 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 best advice I, I I have is just always stay high. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're down low and you can get to a top spot mm -hmm. and you can cover it up, because you can you can see everything coming that they can't. Yeah, but you have to be able to hold the camera but not spook him trying to let Sean know because Sean can't see him but you can is having that urge to say hey you know mm -hmm. and then you spook him yeah and and that's the biggest thing is, is just being able to get a shot that's awesome or while Sean screw it up you while know? getting a shot and yeah. having a still frame yep that's going to be a difficult thing no. too yeah but the but biggest thing is you're going to be so camoed up that it's going to be hot. That's oh, yeah. all I can tell you. You're oh, going to yeah. be hotter than hell. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the application for the, uh, I got a pretty steady hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's why Sean can't, I'm not going to make this joke. I'm Whoa. not going to go there. Wow. It's <laughs> a funny one. We'll tell it later, but not now. Uh, Ramsey just has to get you in one of them stabilizer things that we've been looking at, you know? It's like it's like a shoulder mount that the camera goes in. Mm -hmm. Can we afford that camera yet? <laughs> no. Matt, okay. Matt wants a, a Matt quarter, can. Matt wants on, a quarter Matt. of a million dollar camera for whatever reason, but yeah. uh, it's either here or, here or there. But um, 
I'd like to see what's going on on 27th from right here. That's yeah. what I'd like to see. I want to see what's going on in Harden from Billings. <laughs> um, I think this was a fun podcast. Levi, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank um, you. I, I'm interested to see, just like every guest, every Lodge crew member, everyone we ever have on here, it's always really cool to see how you're going to become intertwined in our life. Um, and I think that as uh, as the way you're starting out to how we can figure out how to fit a camera guy into this equation, um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see. It's and, phenomenal. And hopefully we can really provide all of our audience with really high quality hunting content, which we've absolutely, something we've really been looking forward to. Um, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, we can't wait to see you on here again. Yeah. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Um, can't wait to see what you guys do here. I'm, I'm I love it. So. I can't. Well, welcome to the family. And, uh, that's it for me. You guys got anything? No, sir. It was, it was good to see Matt. We didn't even have to, we didn't even have to say how Matt's not here because no, he just we showed didn't. up at, we, yeah, showed we up at the end. <laughs> I got a, we I definitely got, talked about how you weren't here. Yeah, I'm sure. I just like, I had somebody peering through me in the bathroom door and I was like, eh, yep, that's Matt. Yeah. Well, it was cool. I'm glad everyone got to show up. Everyone got to have a good conversation. Again, some of that was a little repetitive, but uh, elk is on the mind. Oh, it's August and it's, it's be. so close. Um, and we're, we're excited. So, uh, catch us next week. I don't know what we're doing, who no we're idea. with, but, no uh, we'll be back again next week. We're checking on that one. See ya. See ya. Later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at BullMountainBrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.